At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is brought to you by Cecily Francis. Thanks very much, love. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is brought to you by Cecily Francis. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to An Unexpected Podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're Talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, in a little village we like to call Amanda. Wow. Every once in a while, you really like to switch it up on me. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. You keep me on my toes. I do. Because, you, you know, you never yawn. I don't yawn. Trying to get it out of you. I never will. One of these days. One of these days. You'll try. You'll keep trying. Well, uh, this week we've got some difficult decisions to make as we join our heroes in the choices of Master Samwise as a part of our journey through Middle Earth. Yeah. Man, the choices. I'm just thinking, man. You're messing with me right now. Wouldn't it be great if we, one of these days, just finally did it? I have no control. We jumped in and we just, I don't know, started a podcast. I never had control. We'd have to get the name absolutely right. Perfect. Perfect, in fact. Uh Uh-huh. What do you think? You got any ideas? Well, yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, we could could do um, the Red Fury podcast. I do feel Red Fury every once in a while. Okay. How about the the Loosed Tongue podcast? Oh. Or, or we we let it fly every once in a while, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, I like it. All right, um, how about the Galadriel's File podcast? <laughs> right? It makes sense. That'd be enlightening. <laughs> oh, my. How oh. about the Orc Voices? Oh, Lord. The Orc no. Voices? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. One of these days. Yeah, we're... We got, Keep working on it. We got some work to do. Let's brainstorm. Okay. Well, that was unexpected. <laughs> that's there's, the name. There's kind of that's a what theme. we should do. There's kind of a theme developing here. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, all right, friends. Well, you know, here we are. Here we are. Yes. It is early. It's early. Are you talking about the time again? I'm talking about that's the number one rule. I'm talking about how early it is. And are you okay? What's wrong? I thought I heard something. I know your house is really giving me the. I don't know. I, I, it could be just you know where we're at. We just got out of she lobs. Uh, does she lob? Does she lob? I don't know. Or she she keep she keep she catch she toss she. <laughs> I don't know what she does, but you know she definitely lob. So, she sting. Look out! 
Every once in a while she might. Sting her? I don't know. <laughs> People are already kind of like, oh boy. Here we are getting bloated again. Here we are. Here we are. You got a couple of shout outs to throw out there, don't you, my friend? Yeah, I do. Before we hop on to uh, quick counsel, so we've got um, Elise, all right, and Nikki. So we've got Elise's Sherston sister, and uh, I think it's Nikki, right? Nikki is Sherston's roommate. Yeah. Okay, and then we've got uh, also Luke um, Scharf. Yeah. Did I say that right? I think so. I think you did. I think I nailed it. I think I nailed it. Uh, So, yeah, quick shout out to them. So we're kind of asking in the Discord chat, you know, are there any. Friends out there, new members, people who are listening. Mm-hmm. Where are you, where's yep. everybody at? Uh, do we do we are people give still, a couple still with us? You know, I mean, yeah. Where, where's yeah. everybody at? You know, what's <laughs> what's happening? Yeah, we're 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 way ahead. Are we of, here? <laughs> people stopped after episode ten. We didn't know about it. So <laughs> on we go, my friend. On, on we, we go. go. So uh, quick counsel. Yeah. What's up, brother? How are you? Well, brah, I'm doing brah. good. I'm doing good. You know, brah. this is Charlotte Hinton's favorite segment. Seriously? She commented on uh, the Pippin's Palantir. Yeah. Over just, uh, you know, we said, what's your favorite moments from the podcast, this past book, or from the Two Towers itself in the story? And she said, hearing you guys catch up. Wow. is my favorite part. That's awesome. It's my least favorite part. Are you kidding me? No, yeah. I love it, dude. I Same. love it, bro. Same. It's the illusion. Are, are we friends? I don't know. I know. How are you doing? I got you. I'm doing great. You ready for summertime or the weekend, as I usually used to call it? I. It's all the same to me at this point. It's all the same. It's all the same. I'm ready to get there. And on that note, I I, this week, school's been crazy. Mm -hmm. We're trying to wrap things up for the year. Yeah. Stress is high. Yeah, I love. But we're we're having fun. We're reading the human reproduction test (laughs) out loud to fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen year olds. So you can only imagine how that went for me this week. Uh, there's a story there. It's on yeah. Patreon. Yes, Go it check is. it out. Yes, it is. Uh, we will talk more about it. But a lot of big words <laughs> and uh, some private words. Yeah. But some glowing underbellies. <laughs> like Shelob. Like Shelob. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's that been my week. Um, but, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Like, it's, it, feel, it feels like we had a good chance to catch up. We had a great Narnia episode. Yes, we did. Oh, I my actually gosh. thoroughly enjoyed that with Goldberry. So uh, if you haven't had a chance to go check out further up, uh, please go do yeah. so. We're going to try to rotate between those once we get into Return of the King. So yeah, um, yeah that that uh, that Turkish delight was probably my favorite. No, not probably. It was my favorite thing we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Ever done. It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. really cool. Really cool. Uh, it's just like those moments. You know, those moments you you can't plan for. Mm-hmm. That just you turn the mics on, you start talking. Yep. You forget they're there. And that, and that's what happens. That's what happens. That's what happens. Yeah, it was great. It was great. So, yeah. how are so, you, my friend? You're right? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, uh, talked about it on further up, but my my mom uh, is retiring. So, I uh, went yesterday to her retirement uh, like ceremony, I guess. Yeah, I called it graduation ceremony before because I'm, you know, I'm out of it. You know, whatever. Dad life, bro. Dad life. Yeah, uh, like you're raising two kids. I don't, you know. Yeah, and it's it's all Sarah. I'm just here, warm body. <laughs> But, uh, um, so it was really cool to see her my mom, you know, you got, you guys know her because you've heard her here. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, but she is the most humble, uh, human being and the kindest, most beautiful soul. I mean, she's just wonderful. I mean, it's crazy. Like my, I have friends who are also friends with my mom. Like, like they started as just my friends and they started hanging out with my parents and they love my parents, my dad too. 
Yeah. But, um, you know, that's just, it's crazy. She's that kind of a woman. She makes everyone feel special. Uh, she just gives continuously. And it was cool to see other people, you know, get emotional to see her leaving. And, um, you know, it, it just, it was, it was a, a moving day. And then to have the girls there, you know, Charlotte and Winnie with us. And <laughs> she goes, uh, mom goes up there, you know, to have, um, her boss talk about her. And, um, mm-hmm. and Winnie goes, Winnie, Winnie. And she's like yelling for her. You know, oh, really? And she got so like, uh, mom was the last one, of course, cause alphabetical. So I had to like eventually take Winnie out. Cause she's, it was, yeah. it was just a long ceremony, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's just, it's a cool, it's a refl- like, you know, if you, if you teach or you have like a seasonal job, like this is a kind of a, ref- uh, another time of reflection, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like the end of a school year, you already kind of start looking ahead to the next year and you, you think, how can I be a better teacher? How can I make school a better place? Um, you know, what can I do better and how can I empower my students more? And it's just, it's, it's a nice time of year. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm ready for summertime. I'm ready yeah. for uh, getting out there and working in the studio and being oh, at home yeah, more, and yeah, uh, maybe catching up on this sleep debt at some point. But uh, right, you know, I'll you're, sleep when I'm dead. You know, you're asleep when you're as dead. they say, yeah, or when right. I'm Frodo. I walked in here. I just, I just, yeah, when you're Frodo. I, I, I looked at Lane. I looked at Sarah. Yeah. And I just no words, guys. They're 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 wonderful. They're troopers. They're awesome people. And it's just it's cool. I don't know. Like I know you guys are ish cool. Ish cool. You guys just keep giving. You just keep giving of yourselves. And so and you're raising two beautiful. Also oh, the best man. But I mean that's the thing. I, I sound like a, I'm not complaining whatsoever. It's just no. Um, yeah, I know. It's it's worth. Uh, it's, it's a reality. Worth, <laughs> it is, man. It is. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, because I, I always, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. I have trouble sleeping, right? Yeah. And, um, but it's amazing. Uh, I've gone way beyond those barriers. You know, I used to have barriers where I would hit walls and I would just pass out. And now it's almost like when I have time to sleep, it's like I, I have other things I want to get done. Mm-hmm. And so I put off sleep even more. But yeah, you know, and what is important, you got to take care of yourself too. So I've also been, got better at being like, okay, slow down here, relax. Yeah. Don't try and do too much. You need time to rest too. So, right. um, yeah, man, good. life is good, my friend. Life is, it is sweet. We get to sit here and, and talk yeah. to our friends. And, oh, we, uh, yeah. We've you know, been talking to everybody on Discord. We've had yeah. the great uh, Narnia you yeah. know, podcast. It, it has been a really good evening. Yeah. And catching Fantastic. up with you guys. So, I'm, I'm, we're blessed. We really are. So, too blessed. Too blessed to be stressed. That's right. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my friend. Uh, we moving on here to uh, yeah. I got some Eves. dropping eaves. So, sorry, excuse me. I got to do some reading here. Um, okay, so uh, n- nothing new. Uh, I do have a couple corrections. I got a little excited last week, but um, again, that sh- the the Amazon show is going to start filming very soon in August of this year. They're going to do a three month block until the end of November. Take a little break in winter. Come back in March and do another three or so month block wait, wait, in wait, 2020 wait. time out yeah what up so <laughs> wait a second wait a second wait a, why do you just did you mm-hmm. I, sometimes i i just lose i i just lose it yeah well uh, right i mean we know that yeah uh, the ring people mean? know that as just loses it yeah they're filming in august yes so you mean like in a couple months yeah dude yes that's when i was saying come on 
last week, it, the, the script's done. The script has to be done. It was probably done like, what? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like as I would think, like maybe even like a month or two ago. Because is it being pitch, rushed? I don't think so. I just think sure? I think they've okay. known for a while. Okay, what they were going to be doing with this. All right, all right, all right. And I think. I guess they could still, I mean, and that might be, you know, with the films, they were constantly tweaking the script. Mm-hmm. So maybe that might be part of it, too. Yeah. They've got a, a good enough base where they can start pitching to actors and actresses. But there's the other thing, too, is they're not going to have to do a whole lot of pitching. They're going to have people swarming them to, to, to come after these roles. So that's the other thing, too, is they could have. Are they in casting they might right be. now or what's going on? Uh, I would think they're moving that direction. Uh, if they're going to be filming, filming in August, August, yes, they have to have their. Ca- they have to have. Yeah, they have to either have it narrowed down, or yes, they know, or they, they know they're cast. Yet. Right, right. Are you? So that's very exciting. So that's something that we'll be getting within the next couple months. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm guessing, especially if they're if they're filming, and there'll be people kind of spying to see what's going on. So mm-hmm. there'll be photos of people in costume, and we'll be able to tell who it is, or right. they might be unknowns. You never know. Right. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's really exciting. Uh, their studio is going to be based in. Uh, Leith in Edinburgh, uh, might be Leith, I'm not sure, uh, up in Scotland. So, very exciting times. Um, you know, everyone who's into Game of Thrones, this is a, a, an exciting time for you as well because the, you know, the show's kind of wrapping up. It's the final season, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, big things are happening there, and it's just kind of cool. You have, you know, a couple years ago, you had been like, well, what are we looking forward to next? Well, yeah, here it is. You know, here we're going to be. Uh, Traveling to the second age and, uh, you know, getting a glimpse of Numenor and who knows what else. So, yeah, very exciting. I haven't talked to, I don't know if we've talked about this. We've kind of mentioned it, but there have been questions about where our reread is going to go after The Lord of the Rings is finished. Mm-hmm. With, you know, with mm-hmm. the direction of the show. Go ahead. Should we just dive into the Silmarillion? Let's put it to a vote. I would love to, quite frankly, I, I, I would absolutely love to. It big, I, I'm down to savor the Hobbit. Lane's looking at me like I'm, I got my hands on my head. No, right I, now. Love, I love it because I would actually enjoy it. And I think what's neat. I know we were going to save this for later. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll mention it now, and then we'll, we have a clip later that, that we'll play. Yeah. But um, Phil Seidel. Yeah. Good friend of ours. I, I'm really He's bringing the archives to life. He really is, and yeah. we're very excited. We want to yeah, help him in any way that we can. So I think we're going to have other friends. We have a really great. Uh, group behind us to help us, you know, get through that and make yep. the connections. Yep. And I feel like everyone feels pretty safe. If, if, if you haven't learned by now, you know, with Lane and I, uh, that we've always said we're hobbits going through this and we want to learn. We want to yep. learn and grow together. Oh, yeah. yep. Everyone comes into the group at different places. Yeah. And some of you have come in at master level, you know, you, you are, never left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're Elrond, you're whatever. Yeah, yeah. You didn't leave like Lane and I, like yeah. I mean, who we grew, grew up, loved it, all that good stuff drifted away, came back again, and then came back again and again. So it's just kind of neat. And, and if you are that lore master, step up, become a teacher. Yeah. And and like that's something like yeah. I love about Phil is, yeah. is is that, you know, teach, help yep. us, help yep. us get there. Because there's going to be so cool, so many cool connections with the Second Age, and it is daunting yeah. in the revisions, the way that he went about, the way the Silmarillion came out, the way some yeah. of those histories are, are, are tied in and people trying to understand how you navigate it. So... I think it'll be a lot of fun. We have plenty of friends. Uh, Kurt Jones is another great yes. uh, individual who we'd love to have on more. Nick Freeberg. Yes, Nick yeah. would be great. And those are so, just people that we know we know, and we have met in person. There's there's lots of you out yeah. there that we... Christopher Michael does a great Christopher job. Christopher Michael, yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
um, Michael Upshaw. I mean, there's there's there are tons of you in the group uh, uppers that that have this uh, really rich background knowledge. Like you got into Lord of the Rings, and then you were so hungry you went into Silmarillion. Mm-hmm. Where like me, I, I never left. I was a a, a, a hobbit comfortable to stay in the Shire, and I, mm-hmm. I never got out. And but I'm I'm so excited for. I would love I would love that to be the direction we get done. We go into the Silmarillion. Let's we're do it. we're in the midst of. You know, because we move through first stage, we get into the second age, and then by that time, we're probably ready for the show to come out, and we're primed and ready to go. Yeah. Then, then we hit uh, when we hit the reunion tour for Lord of the Rings. We do the re reread. We so hit we the Hobbit up before. Start with the Hobbit. Yeah. It's, it's exactly what yeah. we do. And we've got all the all the unfinished tales and the the book of sure you know lost all tales and the red mm-hmm. all stuff yeah. that he did that he never even finished. So all many of. histories. There are so many yeah. things even just with Lord of the Rings. Uh, that are tech. By the way, I told you I spent like three hundred dollars uh, ordering all of those books throw just to make sure I had everything. Crazy. Just throw it out there. It's messed up. I no, I got it, new gutters for that. By it, the way, it really burdened. <laughs> I mean, it really took. I mean, it took a big hit. Yeah, it's uh, like but putting I the did, ring on your neck. You know why I did it? I seriously, the showrunners. I blame them. I blame that oh, Twitter yeah. account. Yeah. As soon as that came out and the map was out there, it's exciting. What did the flannel wizard do? I went and I bought all the histories. Anything I didn't have, I bought it and I said, "Give it to me now." Yeah. Let me consume yep. it. So that's what you got a bunch of maps too, that right? Is what, uh, yeah, that as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Well, and it's it's an exciting time. Um, so the, lots to look forward to. More news to come. Uh, there you go. You got an idea of kind of where we're going as a book club. Uh, we will sort of steer in that direction, and I can't really can't wait. Um, I do have one correction. <laughs> I uh, I said that um, I said John Howe and Howard Shore are going to be linked to the show. I was wrong. I misread and misremembered. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless maybe I just know something that no one else knows. There are things you know that no wink, one else knows. Wink, wink. Uh, but it was actually John Howe and Tom Shippey, uh, the um, uh, biographer of Tolkien, mm-hmm. that were involved in helping uh, make the map for Twitter. Yeah. So not as cool as what I said last week, but still, you know, pretty pretty neat. That's cool. If That's John really Howe is cool. involved in that respect, then at least... I really hope he is involved with the uh, kind of the pre-production and the design and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, especially with his expertise with uh, with the you know like creating a lot of the Gondorian armor and the swords and and all that stuff. If he was able to create concept work for the Numenorians as well, that would be that'd be cool because I think he was yeah. kind of already doing that anyway with Lord of the Rings, especially with you know you look at stuff from the the battle at. Uh, when, well, when the when Isildur cut the ring, you know they were closer to that time than obviously where we were in the Third Age and mm-hmm. currently in the in the reread. So uh, just kind of that backwards engineering that he was doing, I think, would be kind of cool to to see continue. So yeah, that's awesome. So more more news to come there, but right now, because it's you know right before this is coming out. Actually, we just saw Paul Thompson over there in the UK is yeah. watching it as we speak. Wow. The Tolkien biopic. So uh, oh, we're so jealous, man. I feel Enjoy like I heard about this Enjoy a it, long brother. time ago. Yeah, like didn't someone say it was going to come out six months ago? In six months, I think someone was that did. Us? It was some. They, they were the guys that were trying to figure out the name for their podcast, but they didn't. It was one of the guys on there. I don't know. He's a couple of dorks, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah, there's not pretty good. Guys. <laughs> well, one of them is. We don't. Yeah. Which one it is, we, we don't know. But the Tolkien biopic coming you out, know. there's an early release, uh, May 7th, we're talking here in the in the U.S., 
Um, it's it's kind of opening all over the place in other parts of the world. Someone posted, I can't remember who, uh, that I th- in in uh, the country they reside in, it's not coming out until September. Really? September. And I was like, no, that's bad news. Um, I believe it's a new member to the group. I'm not totally sure. Uh, anyway, release date, there's an early release on May 7th. There's all this kind of cool Q&A thing with Stephen Colbert that's being coordinated through all these theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it opens kind of nationwide on May 10th, which is next Friday. Uh, so we are going to go to the Marcus Theater in Pickerington is what we've kind of decided on. Or Pickertington, as I wrote there. <laughs> and uh, we're going to go to the, uh, I think it's a 655 showing. Yep. So if you're close by or in the area and you'd like to go see it with us, that's that's our plan. That's where we're going to be. Uh, by the time you hear this, we will have bought our tickets. And um, But if you can't make it with us or you'd rather see it closer to home, uh, we are all going to try and do some sort of Discord and then also Facebook Live thing where we can kind of uh, you can get our reactions to it. We can hear your feedback, and it's just—it's just, it's just going to be really cool because we will have all. We could probably make a whole episode in the future mm-hmm. of just cool things that people have said from the group. Yep. Um, uh, maybe even talking to some of our patrons and getting their reactions and putting that in some kind of episode as well. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just going to be interesting because so many people have um, not only knowledge of these stories, but then have studied Tolkien as a, a person. You know, his mm-hmm. biography and mm-hmm. and. Um, we're going to talk about it here in a second, but there will be some discrepancies, but there will also be a spirit that's captured. And so that's, I'm really, really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you got, my brother? Well, no, I, I, I love that. And I'm thinking, I was just thinking as you were speaking, yeah. I like the idea of us getting in discord and having, giving folks the opportunity to speak back to us and, and us record yes. that. So I would do my best to make sure we had some, you know, little hiccups before, but we'll get those figured out. It's I, the internet here in Amanda. Yeah, well, no, we, yeah, well, it's on dialogue. We should be fine. I think it's it's also just me making sure I can get their their voices. Remember the last time I did that? It was just like oh, it was so cool. Yeah, it sounded kind of okay. It was a little weird, but we we're, we I think T-Rexy. I, it was T Rex. Fixed it. I mean, I'm sorry. I I have to I have to do this. Sheriston literally sounded like no, she and that is not what Sheriston actually sounds like. So just so you guys know, I mean, if you couldn't tell, like that's not what she sounds like. Sorry, Sheriston. Oh, that's funny. Anyways, her and Phil, they, they, they're up late with us sometimes. Oh gosh, it was, that's hilarious. It's great. Shout out to them. Yes, absolutely. So we have, um, pl- I'm calling it plenty of Hobbiton drama. Uh, I'm, What's a going lot on of this, with this? A lot this? of this stuff Ezra hasn't, uh, hasn't heard. I've kind of kept it secret from him, and I wanted to get his reaction. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just interesting. It's interesting. It's not, I'm probably making it a bigger, I'm, well, I'm not going to make it a big deal. I'm going to, I'm going to just. I'm just going to, you know, read what it is and you guys can kind of decide. Um, but there's uh, the Tolkien estate uh, has recently uh, kind of released a statement that disavows uh, the Tolkien biopic. Um, so pretty much what they said in this article on The Guardian is just that, you know, uh, they don't endorse this film or its content in any way. Uh, they... Uh, talk about how, you know, they weren't involved. We wish to make, this is a quote, we wish to make clear that they did not approve of, authorize, or participate in the making of this film and that they do not endorse it in any way. Uh, What else they say? Um, Hmm. Okay. uh, Something about, uh, yeah, yeah. This is a work of fiction which is neither endorsed nor connected with the J.R.R. Tolkien estate or its publisher. Um, 
you know, a, a biographer, John Garth, who wrote Tolkien and the Great War, said that he feels like this, this estate's response to the film was sensible, um, that, uh, you know, biopics typically take considerable license with the facts, and this one is no exception. Endorsement by the Tolkien family would lend credibility to any divergences and distortions that would uh, be a disservice to history. As a biographer, I expect I'll be busy correcting new misconceptions arising from the movie. I hope that anyone who enjoys the film and is interested in Tolkien's formative years will pick up a reliable biography. Okay, nothing nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Um, in the same way that when I saw Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson's films, I picked up the actual book and and discovered the, the story that inspired the films. Um, uh, Christopher Tolkien, there's a, there's a quote, they, they bring up a quote, quote that he had in 2012 um, telling Le Monde uh, um, that Tolkien has become a monster devoured by his own popularity and absorbed by the absurdity of our time and that the commercialization has reduced the aesthetic and philosophical impact of the creation to nothing. Um, so just kind of, kind of interesting. Uh, pretty much, they're just saying, "Look, this isn't. We weren't involved in the in the making of this film. We uh, we don't endorse it in any way. And there's a lot of stuff in it that didn't isn't uh, true to to what really occurred. Is the gist. Um, I do find this interesting because I think last episode we said, "Hey, we wonder what the involvement with the Tolkien estate was." Um, and then this this. Uh, <laughs> article comes out it's like i don't know uh are they listening maybe hmm. um no but uh so so that was kind of that led to a response from nicholas holt and lily collins who play uh young uh J.R. tolkien and edith bratt and they, they're just kind of coming out in defense of the film uh after some of this criticism from the family I, um yeah uh, so anyway what he what Nicholas Holt says is, I think it's been done very respectfully as a fan. It's a story that stands alone. Such a remarkable life, his relationships, when he, uh, what he endured in World War One, what inspired him. Hopefully, it will inspire new audiences now. Uh, Lily Collins had this to say. She said, uh, I believe that it's an amazing story to tell. Everyone who sees the film agrees that we have to do honor to the man himself. Um to just know the stories would be a shame. To know the man himself is the right honor. Uh, the director, Dome Karaski, or Kar- Karakowski, who we've talked about before, says that these films were, the, the film was made with love and respect. He believes Tolkien would approve of the dramatic interpretation. Um, he also says you know, that the Tolkien estate hasn't seen the film. He said, it's a labor of love. It is done with respect and admiration for the professor. It's a dramatic, beautiful, cinematic tale. It feels odd that any storyteller wouldn't want that on screen. There's also another article where he kind of talks about uh, the fact that, um, you know, they didn't work with the Tolkien estate and that they believe that uh, they would have kind of suffocated the creativity and some of their creative licenses. Um, You know, honestly... You try not to work with the estate for reasons obvious, even if it would be out of kindness to ask the estate. You start servicing them. They become your friends. You shouldn't mess with the estate so the film can exist purely for your own reasons and your own feelings about the characters. We did very, very thorough research. We understand these characters, and the emotional truth of them is very true. To dig out the emotional truth of the characters, you have to try to not hide certain evidence 
And when you work with an estate that happens, what happens is that that kind of gets suffocated. You're not allowed to do certain things so that the audience can feel an emotion from it. So just kind of these two perspectives. So I, I, all that to say, um, I see where I see where the Tolkien estate's coming from. Mm-hmm. They uh, have spent their whole life sort of mm-hmm. defending the integrity of um, uh, Tolkien, the man, and then also his his uh, I mean his epic creation, right? Yeah. Sure. But at the same time, this is this is a, a creation that he decided to publish, right? Right. And when you publish something, yeah, it's a decision. It's a decision to share it with mm-hmm. the world, and then that kind of gives it a second life. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sort of a, there's a there's a there's a life it had when he was creating it, and as he continued to create it, and there's a life that we have uh, kind of given it as well as it lives through us, even now through our book club, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, and also, it, yeah, because of its success, it kind of helps pay the bills as well. Um, but I also understand where the film's creators are coming from that, you know, we can't simply go through and uh, it's it's not a biography. It's a dramatic interpretation of his life. Mm-hmm. So we have to feel yep. certain things. We have to convey emotions. We have to... Uh, yeah, some things might be a little more dramatized than they would have been in real life, but that's because it's a film. It's a short period of time. It's not the same experience you have as if you were living it, right? In life, right. we we have these buildups that slowly, slowly happen. A film, you got like an hour and a half, two hours to hit the points home in a lot of different um, aspects of someone's life. So, I don't know. And, and, and while while the Tolkien estate, they're... they're uh, their guardianship is very admirable because it's so rare this these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just it came across kind of more of like a Sackville Baggins than a Gamgee to me, and and I get it. But at the same time, there was no. It didn't seem like there was any kind of willingness to collaborate. You know what I mean on on uh, on the part of the Tolkien estate. But the really cool thing is Lily Collins brought the, brought this up. She said that uh, his his great grandson, I think Callum. Callum Tolkien is actually in the film. Uh, he plays a World War One soldier. Seriously? Uh, so it seems like some of the younger Tolkien's, uh-huh. uh, they're more willing. Obviously, uh, the rights have been sold to Amazon. Mm-hmm. So that's also kind of the hypocrisy I'm not really understanding. They're like, like, we don't want anyone other than ourselves to have control, but yet we're going to sell the rights here for Silmarillion. And we want his, we want his stories shared and told but only by only if we can have total control over it i don't know um but you know one of one of tolkien's biggest fears was it being taken and being changed so much that it was no longer his he i I didn't realize this in doing some of this research Mm -hmm. he actually um what'd he do he uh fought against uh disney getting the rights to his stories. Disney came after him hard, I think in the sixties. Really? Okay. And really, really wanted the rights for Lord of the Rings to, to create dramatic interpretations. Okay. And he would not do it. So, um, that's still, you know, that's still something that they are still defending against. So anyway, I don't know. It's just interesting to me. It's, it's very interesting. The timing is interesting. And I think something that really, I think really, at least from the trailer, now none of us have seen it, but from the trailer and from all the 
the reviews that are out there, it seems like it captures the tone of who this of who this man was, or at least who this who we've learned this man to be, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think that should be celebrated. I think you know we'll obviously talk about it more once we've seen the movie, but I I still can't wait for it. Um, I don't need it to be, you know, uh, letter for letter, word for word, exactly what happened in his real life. There can be some embellishment. That's fine with me. He was a creative human being. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he saw things in ways that he could never convey to other people. You know, right. we see it perfectly in some of those scenes where uh, that expl- we talk about it over and over again, the explosion where that face of fire is there, or he's imagining um, that, that light wheel thing go around and he sees all these characters that are on the wall and, you know, they jump into his head and it's part of a story as well. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's gotta be some creative license in all this. So what do you think about that? My friend? Wow. I've just been sitting over here. I am kind of blown away. I, I'm honestly kind of yeah. blown away. And, and as, I, I, te- I, I tempered that big time. Cause it, when I first read that, I was like, you really? Upset. I was like, come on. Like, yeah. And, and if you're going to be, and if you're going to be frustrated because we were so step in before step in before and say, hey, we want to be a part of this in some respect. And then meet some kind of like have some middle ground where you work with them. You give and take. Yeah. You don't you don't suffocate the film I, film's production, but you also make sure that certain things are are portrayed the way you want them to. I don't know. It just seems because I, I, I don't know. And I would love to hear more about that. I'm trying to do. Some and it's mad. a very complex history, too. Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm wondering, too. Like, like, how do you get the rights to do a biopic? That's a great question. Great question. On Tolkien, like, did they have to go through this state? I guess not, right? They no, it's just not endorsed. Like, it's, it's they, not they can say this isn't. You so know, can anyone do a backed bi- by us? Could could you and I, you know, do one on ourselves? Do Absolutely. I, I just think that's interesting. So it is, yeah. I and I do get it. I was, you know, the mm. the the um, oh, what was the name? The biographer who was kind of talking about the idea that it's sensible for them to kind of say that. Just yeah. so folks know, I think there's maybe a better way to say it, though, right? I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm only kind of just getting this as you're, as you're feeding sure. it to me. Yeah. But there's a way to say that, like, we don't endorse this um, simply because it's not an accurate, what we would consider an accurate depiction of. Right. But they also haven't seen the film. Right. How do so they know? I don't know about that. That's all <laughs> a little bonkers to me. Right. Unless it's like the son, one of their, the distant relatives has been in the film and knows yeah. something about it or and he says yeah. hey they're doing all this you know crazy wonky stuff yeah. which i don't know yeah. that they are yet we have no idea right until we see it right uh but that is interesting you know and, and, and maybe that is what they just meant by it was that like just so everyone knows we're, we're trying to keep this pure and, and what mm-hmm. have you mm-hmm. um i didn't know they got into all this stuff this back and forth with new line and the royalties, the film oh, royalties. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that was a thing until yeah. I just looked this up here. There was like a huge settlement and stuff. And yeah, and it was, yeah. and actually some of it has been closed off, and it was the terms were not made public, and yeah, all this stuff. So, and then they, that allowed them to move forward with the Hobbit. So, yeah, there's something, there's something there. But you, as as you said before, here's what I think: if you know, it's such a great story. Uh, the, the, there's so many cool things to this, and he did publish it. And he did. He didn't just, have to do that. No, he did not. Uh, and it seemed like he wanted to share his story with the world. Well, if that was what he wanted to do, you can't have it both ways. Well, right? well what, what I'm mean, thinking is, is a biopic might bring people into the story that you wanted sure. to share with the world. So sure. it actually, yeah. And, and also, anything that the Tolkien estate would do, you know, whether it's, um, oh gosh, a biography or, or whatever it may be, I feel like all these different things could lead you back to the 
the source work. And I get where yes. they're saying, yeah. well, that stuff gets so far away from the original source mm-hmm. that I get uh, that mm-hmm. it distorts it and mm-hmm. it takes it out of its away from its pureness, mm-hmm. you know. So although I do, I, I do understand that it, it's like. It's, I think it's, it's kind of a head scratcher, isn't it? Because it's like that guy, the biographer said, it'll drive people, mm-hmm. or he said, I, I hope it does, and I think it will. It will. Yeah. I guarantee you'll see a sale rise in Tolkien biographies. I, I guarantee they'll, I they'll sell more books about, I was gonna say, they'll say what was true and what wasn't. I got to go find out for myself. I'd love to look at book sales before the Lord of the Rings came out and after Lord of the Rings films came out. There was definitely a spike. Around the time of I the film, I bet there was because and I, and I bet there were people who were like, "I want to go. What is this? Is awesome. Let's exactly. go. Let's go. Let's go look at this." Yep. And then you get in the books, you're like, well, "That's so much better." Yep. And that yep. we're smart. I mean, trust your audience. I right. think we we know that the books are the re- the reason we want to make a biopic or the reason we want to make a a, a movie yeah. series or a TV show is because they were better. And, they were that good. And I think maybe that's that's you just articulated in a sentence what I was trying to what I was fumbling around with is I think, yeah. I think maybe their disavowment, I think it maybe kind of insults me as an audience member where I, I wasn't going into Tolkien thinking, Oh, everything in it is going to be absolute yeah. gospel. Yeah. It's going to be like they had a, a, a camera rolling on his life. Right. It's going to be exactly, I, I'm not dumb. Right. I know that they're going to take creative liberties. I know that they're going to make it more dramatic than it, than it probably was because guess what? Real life isn't like a movie. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Like yeah. we go to movies to to feel a certain way, to get the uh, more and more and more. It's less about like exact details and more about the spirit of something, the the uh, the emotions and the mm-hmm. feelings and the heart behind something. And yeah. you know, I I just I look at those clips and I see Edith talking about the meaning of words mm-hmm. and how many clips we've seen that have been focused on language. And how many people know that that was Tolkien's first love in the first place was, was that love of language that, I mean, that will get people going like, Oh, I had no idea. No idea. He made up languages and played with words. There's a lot of people who don't, who who, who don't know that. But that because of this film, it will become more common knowledge. It's a side. You start to look into his other works. You look at his early life and say, well, what did he do? Why was he so interested? When did he start making his languages and what languages influenced uh, him? Like what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's yeah. It's and here's the other thing too is the last thing I want to say is that maybe the estate just this is their standard. This is something that they just have had sure, to do. Sure, fair, for and a that's while. fair game too. You also have a lot of different people. I was looking at the people who are in charge of you know, as you said in 2017, Christopher um, stepped down, mm-hmm. and those who are in charge of this, and he did make a statement right about the films and how he sort yeah. of his his disdain for yeah. for some of that. And okay. I understand that too because there are things we've talked about yeah. things about the film that we don't like, right? And it wasn't even like our father's work, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I can understand, I can understand that being really 100%. sensitive and frustrating and and aggravating. Yep. Um, yeah, but yeah, you, you, exactly because that is his father. These are the right. stories that he heard growing up. So much closer to-, to home. Totally understand that. And um, but I'm also thinking you have a lot of different individuals, and as I say, the young, the the younger members of mm-hmm. of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, want their generation to know about this and know about their grandfather, great grandfather's works or whatever. And so if a way to kind of get that out there is through a biopic that maybe we can't endorse, let's do it. Right. Right. If we can't endorse it, it's fine. Whatever. We we, we can't, but like, come on, can we, can we like, let's, this is cool. Let's, they're into, um, 
the people are back into it, it could not in. be made at all you know what i mean like we could sure. forget about tolkien and he could disappear it's into, on a shelf and, and into nothing and no one could ever read it right again. or or do you want people getting i don't know yeah so it's interesting um but anyway the 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 hype for the movie i think is building uh in 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 sort of other corners um holt and collins were recently on colbert to promote the film so uh, thank you uh, to Francisco for, for posting that and sharing that with us. Also, I'm, I think Susie probably put it somewhere. Uh, and, and we know she welcomes everyone to the upper community as, uh, as Colbert, Colbert does. Welcome to the nerd zone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but um, even with all that stuff, I'm so excited to see the film. Can't wait. Um, and it will cause me to uh, or push me back into – I have his uh, biographies – in my library that I haven't touched since high school. Yeah. And after this movie, I'm going to think, man, I got to get back in there yeah, and read reread those. I, yeah. I gotta, I gotta go back and discover who the man was. And as a last little disclaimer, yeah, Lane and I, I don't think we, un- I don't understand. I will speak for myself. I don't understand the complexities of the Tolkien oh, no. estate no, and no, what no, their no, responsibility no. is. I don't really want to. I don't yeah, really want I, to. It's like, and there's nothing against them. No, I, huh? I sincerely don't. We are just consumers and we are right. just, fans we love his works so right, much right and we love him and we love what, right. he's, what he's done so right. hear that and everything that we say yeah uh so we're excited about this new project but we also can see why maybe they wouldn't be yeah and, totally and, and, but, but also all they can do is issue this quick little statement you know what i mean we don't get yeah. to sit down and have a conversation well, have a conversation and ask them like why yeah you know and maybe here's the other thing too see the movie first yeah see the movie first as an estate and then then speak your piece yeah, but then I think maybe they think it would be after the fact, and I don't know. Maybe they wanted to. Maybe they think it would do from, more damage if they did it after the fact, and it might, and it might. I don't know from, yeah. from their point of view. So it is. It's just so an interesting. It's complex. Perspective. Yes, it and, is. Yeah, I just wanted to say that. But it was fun to talk about too, and it was fun to research. Yeah. I, I, was, I had fun like reading all those articles and just thinking about, man, they are. This is just totally different. Uh, it's neat to yes motivations. Uh, one is to to just protect ultimate integrity, mm-hmm. and the other one is to. appreciation yes yeah to honor a man Uh, and i think too like if if the you know the tolkien estate had a lot of gripes with lord of the rings the films if those weren't made i'm not here right now Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of people who who aren't fans like they they haven't they don't go on to read the books Mm -hmm. they don't you know um it's not a, a touchstone in their life that is incredibly meaningful to them yeah. And that's isn't that ultimately what Tolkien wanted? I would think if he wanted to share it in the first place, he wanted this to be an important works that people cherish. And he has he's created a backstory mm-hmm. to England, to Middle Earth, like a a um, a legend that was created by uh, mm-hmm. you know someone who's British for uh, the British people and for the world to enjoy. So yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, in other corners of Middle Earth, <sighs> our yeah. last poll. Uh, we had the question that you know we've all been asked since we were in kindergarten: Is you a scared of spiders? Sixty percent of you said yes. Uh, not a fan of the uh, arachnids, and forty percent said nah. You know, not scary at all. Uh, One hundred ninety-two votes. Uh, really cool participation. We love that. Um, some more uh, stuff going on. We got the unexpected candle from Rachel and three special scents. So go to the Texas Candle Cakery. And uh, get your own right now. Order one of every cent. Absolutely. Burn them when you read, when you listen. They are worth it. And then we've got uh, Travis Sigler from Upweird Leather and Mead. Uh, Go to the website, 
use the promo code UPWEIRD, U-P-W-Y-R-D, and you can get one of uh, the Unexpected Podcast coasters for 10 bucks, uh, shipping and everything included right to your door. Travis is actually going to be dressing as Boromir, mm-hmm. I believe. And his friend is going to be Fairmere, and they're going to be representing um, themselves as cosplayers at the Tolkien LA premiere. So cool. So lucky son of a gun. That's awesome. Go have an awesome time, Travis. Uh, let us know about it. You know, do a Facebook live from the red carpet if you don't mind. Um, I, I want to know where our invitation was. We've been talking about this movie forever. Uh-huh. That's right. But, you know, I will settle to live vicariously through Travis. We're really excited for him. That is an awesome invitation that he got. And, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing photos. Absolutely. Uh, we also have, real quick, uh, we want to talk to Phil Seidel. We could talk about what he's going to be doing, but it would be better to just uh, you know get him on the phone and he would explain it better than we could. And actually, we have Phil with us right now. Uh, so instead of me continuing to mumble and stutter and, and fumble over my mm-hmm. steps, yep. classic Butterbur mode about, about this amazing podcast that you can support, let's have Phil tell you about us. Yeah, I can't talk. Let's have Phil fill us in himself. So, <laughs> Phil... Uh, it's time the world hears your voice, and we're glad you're doing this. Can you tell us a little bit about the Minas Tirith Archives, the History of Middle Earth podcast, what it's going to be about, what inspired you, and and why the world needs this podcast? Sure, yeah. Um, so a lot of people are probably already familiar with uh, the Facebook page, uh, the Minas Tirith Archives, History of Middle Earth. And basically, I started that in this past September, and it kind of took off a lot, um, pretty fast, a lot faster than I was expecting. And after a lot of people kind of whispering in my ear, hey, you need to make this a podcast, Mm -hmm. I eventually just kind of was convinced um, to do it. And so basically, we're just kind of taking what you're familiar with from the Facebook page Mm -hmm. and putting it into podcast form a little more of like a audiobook version um plus some extra stuff like we'll we'll take listener questions and kind of go over um anything that someone wants clarified or um, wow. just wants to know a little more about um and we're going to add in some other little things just to kind of make it a little different so it's not just i'm just reading you know a facebook post to you what would be wrong with that um, <laughs> i'd really enjoy that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that will be part of it. Um, yeah, good. Okay. It will be going, going over the, you know, the Facebook post um, and then just kind of twist it up, uh, add in some things to make it a little more fun and interesting. But it's basically going to kind of pair along with your guys' podcast um, uh, like it has been doing. And we're just picking the main person or the location or people group um, that the current chapter revolves around. And mm. we're just going to dive in deep to the history of that person place or thing wow phil i've already in my mind's eye hit the subscribe button yeah <laughs> i'm in I it. <laughs> i'm in so let us know what what do you need us as an upper community do to make sure that this takes off this this gets underway and it's in our earbuds before we can even say middle earth <laughs> Uh, well, I have I started a Kickstarter um, just this morning, actually, mm-hmm. uh, at least when I w- was able to launch it. And it's basically just to cover kind of like the cost of the equipment, because this is my first podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't have any microphones or recording equipment. 
the software editing or to edit all that. Right. Uh, so I was from scratch. Um, so basically I just started that and people can go on the Kickstarter page. Um, it's just a history of middle earth podcast and you can search that and it should bring you right to that page. And there's some kind of like a little awards that I have built in, um, ranging from basically just a, you know, a shout out and a thank you, uh, on the episode to, uh, like a stuff like a behind the scenes episode or video that I'm going to do about the making of the Facebook page and the podcast and the posts, um, up to like a, a t-shirt, um, with mm-hmm. the logo on it and everything, but based on, you know, support. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that's actually <laughs> almost every person has, uh, that pledge support has gone right to that top level. So it's, it's been awesome. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's no surprise, Phil. Uh, and it's, I don't know. I don't want to say it's, it's about time, but it's, I mean, it's about time. Yeah, (laughs) it really is. (laughs) We've been pleading with you to just continue to fill us in. I mean, I, I think it started, I can't remember when we started first started using that phrase, Mm -hmm. but at first I don't think people knew what we were talking about (laughs) and now it's come kind of full circle or maybe 180, I guess to, uh, now uppers are hearing your voice uh, and making that connection that when we say, Hey, fill us in, we're, we're asking you Phil Seidel to fill in the gaps for us. And um, I'm excited about this. Uh, I would, I would love to, we were talking about even having, having crossover uh, periods mm-hmm. where you, you jump in on an episode and you give a little quick um, historic reference so that as and I aren't kind of fumbling through it because mm-hmm. Uh, you that's know, what we do. Yeah, that's pretty much what we do so, best. And you're in the archives. You're deep in that that smoke and the the Gandalf sweat and everything. And and uh, I could do it much more efficiently than we can. Is that something that you'd be open to doing in the future? Oh, for sure. Just put together a little elevator pitch about the person. Absolutely. Kind of summarize everything. Elevator yeah, pitch. That's, that's perfect. I love I that. That would be a problem. <laughs> elevator going up. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> We're hoping. Yeah. Absolutely, we are. Hey, I got a quick question for Phil. Um, so when we, this would be great for when we get into like the show, right? I mean, mm-hmm. as we get there, you could kind of help us understand the second age a little bit better, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm planning on following the books uh, along with you guys, but also right. um, like I already did, as uh, you may have seen on the Facebook page, like I already did the Numenorians just mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I love those. That's probably like my favorite people mm-hmm. group. Um, and it's just kind of like in honor of the new show coming out now yep. that we know Numenor is going to be included. Yep. Um, I just couldn't contain, contain myself and hold back. <laughs> oh yeah. I just, I, I just got to do this now. Um, <laughs> cause I just, everyone must know about these amazing people. And so I made the post about them. Um, and then of course I just kind of followed the last Alliance, uh, war. And then I went right into the Noldor, uh, through the ages post. Wow, man. I am so, I'm so excited. Um, and the other thing for me too is, um, like, I'm excited that it's going to be taking this f- format because I, it's so much easier for me just with the way life is right now to throw in headphones and listen as opposed to having time to read. Mm-hmm. Um, because all my reading time is like dedicated to uh, the chapter, you know what I mean? Like the reread and reading it again. And then getting into Narnia now too. So this is like so exciting for me that I will be able to uh, throw in my earbuds and hear uh, essentially a, a elongated version of the pod, uh, of the of the Facebook page. I'm so excited in group. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've always kind of wondered that. Like some of them, like, you know, the Numenorians or the Nildors, like I look at them like these are really long. They're like, long, yeah. I'll type them out in Microsoft Word because Facebook starts freezing up on them. <laughs> so long. Hey, like, that sounds like, like a like, review well, you wrote once. <laughs> i'm like okay this is like 12 pages long like i i don't know how many people are going to actually read this but whatever i'm throwing it out there if they want it they can have it like there it is i love it man i love it dude that is awesome we're gonna have to like evolve this into like it's gonna get so long you're gonna need a blog you know to keep track of yeah yeah i thought about that too just to kind of keep it organized yeah they can have one place to go to and like kind of just search i mean like the facebook page has a search option but right it's not the same right i mean for right now you still have all that content though that you you have there that you could post on a blog later down the line so is it pronounced like a blog or belrog i have no idea <laughs> i can't remember i have no clue i don't know what you're talking about you don't know what you're talking about that yeah, i really don't <laughs> so that's that's why we have phil so <laughs> but all right phil well this is this is really exciting um we're gonna strongly um we're going to strongly recommend that everyone go check out the Kickstarter, uh, throw a few bucks Phil's way. It's investing in, uh, well, in something that's going to benefit all of us that we're all really excited for. Uh, we're going to be doing that ourselves. Um, and uh, we love you, man. We thank you so much for all that you do for our, our community and for all of us as uppers. And, um, man, couldn't be more excited by this news, dude. Seriously. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. And, uh, I mean, you guys were a huge encouragement. Uh, to me as well like you said about getting this started so um i can't thank you guys enough too just for that and just for you know starting your podcast which kind of gave me the idea to start mine so awesome that's cool wow awesome phil all right thanks man uh we'll be in yep, touch for no sure problem. all right brother we love you man thank you uh i mean that was uh, thanks phil for for jumping on the on the line and uh using the horn of gondor to call us up that was I just I I know I've said it a thousand times here, but I'm so excited for being able to be a uh, a listener to his podcast and um man proud of him excited uh, it's just you look at just over the whole spectrum of what uppers are doing and it's incredible man it's absolutely it's, it's incredible. awesome we're super happy to kind of have him along to help us guide us through yeah. you know some of these. Uh, histories and nuances and things and we were just kind of that's something we were talking about beforehand too it's just that there is so much to this that it's it's interesting it's interesting to look at how Tolkien created this and what he wanted you know uh, out of it and how it evolved into the story and then there's those actual histories yeah. that kind of are the foundation for some of this it's yeah. it's, it's a lot so yeah. it'll be nice to kind of fill to uh, fill us in you know what that's I mean that's right man so. that's right alright brother we are into the reread Lord have mercy. Chapter 10, The Choices of Master Samwise. Wow. So it, here we go. Just a quick little summary um, for this chapter. It's it's not like a short chapter. It's it's kind of like a medium, just a medium-sized chapter. Yep. It's not yep. very long, but it's not very um, short either. So, so here we go. We were just lobbing with Shelob, <laughs> all right, for, uh, you know, for possession of Frodo. I don't know. Yeah. Like it was, you know, spider in the middle. We yeah. were trying to. Yeah. So, yeah, in the midst of all of that, Shelob, um, I'm sorry, Sam, you know, discovers that Frodo is is sort of, in this chapter anyways, uh, discovers that Frodo is lying face up. And he's concerned, right? I mean, he's, he's he thinks it's over. Yeah. Sam, he's, master is, is dead. Dead. Very Not sad. Not asleep. 
dead. Right. Right. Yeah. So so yeah, you know he he finds him laying up. He's he's tied up in Shelob's web. Um, he's actually paralyzed. Yeah. Paralyzed. Yeah. He's not dead. No. But he looks it. Yeah. Can't move. Can't speak. Can't even catch a. He can't feel a heartbeat or anything. Nothing. No breath. Nothing. He's cold. Yeah. So the sight of his his, his master in this awful state kind of just, um, you know, fills him with this courage and this rage, and he actually charges Shelob. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he managed to kind of. Uh, Stab her in one eye, um, which went dark, leaving her, you know, belly up over Sam. She loved, uh, you know, she's getting ready to crush Sam, but instead yeah. uh, throws herself down on his sword. Yeah. Bet you that hurt. No kidding, dude. You know? Yeah. Look out. She doomed herself. She did. She, yeah. she did. So she shudders in pain. She she takes off, and he rushes to Frodo and kind of, you know... Uh, he rushed. He, he, Sam rushed to Frodo and then charged Shelob again. Uh, the defeated spider then fled, and she got like what? She sneaks back into one of her little like kind of yeah, kind of slunks back into her hole, and we don't really know what happens. Yeah, and that's uh, the crazy she, part yeah, too. Yeah, she could have nursed. She's her She's still lobbing. She might be. She lobbing out there. She did a dried up and crusty, or she's she just, she's just one eye short uh-huh. of a fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh yeah but it's kind of cool it's it's unresolved we don't know we don't know what happened, becomes of her you know did sam or did she end up you know kind of killing herself on sam or was she able to nurse her wounds and come back and mm-hmm. i don't know yeah it's it's pretty wild yeah yeah so that's that's cool we can speculate on that at a you know, yeah. later time uh but yeah pretty neat now sam though rushes back and, and is distraught man yeah man he's distraught I mean, so he's he's contemplates taking his own life. Yeah, it's something. Looks at the end of a of the blade and thinks, you know, hey. Yeah. I, I mean, he is like think about it. His his he's so far away from home. They've gone. They've come so far. Right. And his his one job is now gone. Mm-hmm. And then he has to stop. Uh, he has a he has to think about it. And he's like, well, because that's when he was contemplating that. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just might as well end it. Mm-hmm. It's pointless. And then he goes, no, my the the one job was to protect. Mr. Frodo, so that right. he could fill his quest, and that's why the rest of us came with him to carry on that quest. That's if right. He could not. Yep. You know, if we failed him, then we didn't have to necessarily fail in the uh, you know the completion of this quest. Yep. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. So he actually ends up taking the ring. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to do the whole summary here, just so we can get like a. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No. No. You're no. You're fine. And then we'll go back and we'll kind of uh, tear it apart. But yeah, he like takes the ring, right? Yep. And. Yep. It's going to continue the quest. Yep. We'll get into some that whole scene where he's deciding to leave Frodo and like that is tough. What do you do? Do you bury Frodo? Do you drag? What, what are you supposed to do? Right. Leave him. Is there time? Is it? Do you honor him in burying him, or do you honor him in taking the ring and rushing off and trying to complete the mission? Right. If you stay with him, that that hinders your chance. Oh God, so it's tough. He's, he's he's in a really tough spot. But um. So yeah, he, he decided to. To take off, and uh, he attempted to flee, but heard orc voices surrounding him. Uh, so that's not good. Yeah. Right? Because no. we had been looking. We we're going through the tunnel, and we were looking ahead, and we, we saw the tower with the glowing kind of um, mm-hmm. red light, I think mm-hmm. it was. Yep. Indicating that this way is guarded. Yep. It's guarded by Shelob. Yep. And it's also guarded by some orcs. Yep. So not good. They're surrounding him. Um, he, you know, Sam put on the ring. And yeah. felt as though the world had changed. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy to see Sam go through some of what we've seen Frodo endure. And it's new to Sam, so we get a new 
um, it's, to, yeah. I don't know, it's it's a rem- it's a reminder for us as to yeah. the, what the ring can do and its power. Yep, absolutely. And so. it, it, the 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 crazy thing is, I think because of their proximity, mm-hmm. right to to Mount Doom, the weight that he feels immediately. Yes, man. And then and then how it kind of eases off, almost in a way that does the ring want to be with Sam? Does mm-hmm. it think that it can manipulate Sam? And and get back to where it, it to the hand of its master. It's just That's it's a, crazy. That is a, you're right because yeah. you got to think about this whole time. It's it's funny how we were lulled out of thinking of the ring as a character, but then there are these moments that snap us back to, okay, no, the ring is aware. It is a character. It does have a will of its own. I mm-hmm. mean, even the wise talk about that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So so we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, now he's actually able to understand the orcs. Yeah. That was interesting, yes, right? It so, was. so he's understanding the orcs, and he ends up following um, a couple of them. One's named uh, Shagrat. Shagrat, yeah, and uh, Gorbat, Gor, Gor, Gorbag, Gorbag. Yeah, Gorbag. Yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah, and that's those are the orcs that he learns that basically the way she lob works is she just kind of lobs her stinger in there, yeah, and poisons them a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, or stuns them. Doesn't yeah. kill them necessarily. She wants to eat... Uh, fresh meat? Know, fresh meat. Fresh meat. That's right, man. So some juicy hobbits. So he's upset because now they've taken Frodo yeah. and... Yeah. So so they wonder whether, you know, he's alive at all and he, he there's a chance, right? So he's amazed to hear that Frodo um, actually is alive. Yeah. Uh, the orc guards, you know, they're carrying him. They slam the door and whatnot. And so Sam yeah. still has the ring. And we'll get to the very end. Yeah. So, wow. All right, guys. Well, that was the. Uh, That's it. We'll that see you for chapter. Return of the King. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, there's so much cool stuff, too. Like you said, it's not a really long chapter, but I think because we start with. Like, we begin with that confrontation of Shelob. Mm-hmm. And, and while. It's got the energy. Yes. The, it's high end. It's, it's intense right off the bat. And while. There's tension later on. It's it's more like it kind of drags on. Like he's in, he's got the ring on. He's he's following secretly, and he's like overhearing conversation. And it's it's not as it, it, I don't know. Like that confrontation he has with Shelob is is really hard to beat. So that's why it feels kind of longer. I think you got mm-hmm. the the punch in the face at the beginning, and then sort of this drag out to the end of of book four. And, yeah. and more questions. You've got all these choices he makes, but more questions like, how is he going to get Frodo back? You know, how do they get out of this mess? Can he get Frodo back? Are they going to kill him first? I just, mm-hmm. yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So let's, let's just kind of dive in here to get the first into couple, couple paragraphs here because we like looking at all the different literary devices and, mm-hmm. and the way things are worded. And, and that's, that's why we do what we do here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Frodo is laying face upward on the ground and the monster was bending over him so intent upon her victim that she took no heed of Sam and his cries. Yeah. So Shelob... She's hungry, ready to eat. You got to pay attention to your surroundings. <laughs> All right. Rule one. How many eyes do you have? As, as is rules for eating a hobbit. That's right. Pay attention to your surroundings. <laughs> like, they're never alone. They, they, they travel in packs. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, is this also a, kind of a, a, you know, we talked about before, is this an underestimation of Sam or was it like 
uh, her thinking that Gollum was going to take care of it, and now she's just like so focused on finishing the job with Frodo, getting some fresh meat. That she got tunnel vision, man. Mm-hmm. Those those yeah. eight eyes are all in one direction, and they're not they're un unwavering. Oh yeah, unswerving. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yes, so Sam rushes and notices the the elven blade laying there, man, ready for the taking. Gosh, I love this. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he springs forward with a yell. He seized his master's sword in his left hand and then charged. No onslaught, yep. more force. Come on, bring more it home. Fierce was ever seen in the uh, savage world of beast. <sighs> wow. Where some desperate small creature armed with little teeth alone will spring upon a tower of horn and hide that stands above its fallen mate. I mean, come on. Wow. Come so on. no onslaught more fierce was ever seen. Amazing. That's amazing. I've got that just underlined and hearted and exclamation mm-hmm, pointed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you can just you can imagine that. You can imagine that a little little bug, you know, or a little small animal cornered its mate uh being eaten by another animal and it just it knows it's gonna lose. Right? It knows it mm-hmm. can't beat this big animal, but it's like to heck with it. I'm gonna die trying. You imagine he's moving faster than he's ever moved before. Yeah, he's got he's using Every ounce of strength and yeah. wit and everything that he has, pouring everything into it, all that courage, all of that emotion, yeah. driving towards Shelob. I know. Think of how many people, you know, Shelob has, con- you know, consumed. Like, like bigs and warriors. Yeah, dude. And, and like big, strong men, big rangers. Right, right. Don't go up there anymore. No. They won't yeah. even go yeah. up there, let alone go after. Mm-hmm. And you've got this hobbit with yeah. just this, this fire in his eyes. Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ready to spring upon this spider to, to save his master. Yeah, I mean he he, he springs in there right inside the oh, arch man. of the legs. Yep, a little quick up thrust, and uh, he's able to kind of you know land a jab in that yep. cluster of eyes. Yeah, takes one of them out, one big yeah. one. You think she loved? You want a sound effect spared. for it? Yeah. What was it? <laughs> That's how the eye sounded. Oh when it was yeah, oh yeah. And you know it's just gooping everywhere. Oh, that was a good one. I like that, that was her kind of. That was her. You know. Yeah, I got you. And he's probably like, oh, oh, smell. The smell had to reek. Imagine poking a giant spider's eye out. That was great. I like that. Do you think he sniffed his blade afterwards? I think he licked his blade afterwards. <laughs> You've been said. spending way too much time with me, man. I know, I know. You're really way too much time. Way too much time. Oh, my gosh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm sorry. What were you saying? My bad. Um, let me just, you know, there we go. Okay. <laughs> So now the miserable creature, right, was was um, was right under her. Wait, now the miserable creature was right under her. Yeah, for the Isn't moment. This is a cool perspective. It's uh-huh. it's switching it. So it's like Shelob, how she would view mm-hmm. Sam. Sam, yeah. yeah. So just out of reach of her sting and her claws, uh, her vast belly was above him. Yeah, with with the with the putrid light and the stench of it almost smote him down. Wow. So again, the smell, right? Yeah. Don't forget the sniffing. Don't forget it. So would it like to at this point, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but this is where she's ready to kind of crush him, smother him. Yeah, correct. Yep. And he slashes with the bright elven blade across, you know, across her with a with desperate strength. But Shelob was not as dragons mm-hmm. are. No softer spot had she, save only her eyes. Yeah. So, not going to do much damage. Can't cut into her. Yeah. yeah. But. Yep. 
even well, even talking about you know no no blade uh, of elven or dwarven uh, you know forging uh, nor the hand of Baron or of Turin wielding it could uh, what could do any damage. I don't. Or that, I'm just Isn't looking that at that one. Shut up. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's it's kind of funny because really, like, she she does it to herself. It's only because of you know what ha- when you're talking about what happens when she tries to squash. And again, it's hilarious mm-hmm. that like what she intended to kill Sam mm-hmm. ends up like mortally wounding her. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just, it totally backfires. It's like a common common theme with the dark side here. Uh, Interrupting yeah. his own sword with both hands, he held the elven blade point upwards, bending yep. off that ghastly roof, and so she lobbed with the driving force of her own cruel will, with strength greater than any warrior's hand, thrust herself upon a bitter spike. Man. So he didn't even really mean to. I mean, this is just kind of sticking it up. She. I like yep. to think Sam was smart enough. He knew it was. He knew it was happening. I, I agree. He said, "Let me set this right here." I yeah. know what you're about to do. You're yeah. trying to drop down and crush me, yeah. but go I'm through smarter. this. Go through this point. Yeah, he's like, go I'll use the... your strength against you. That's right. I'm Unfortunately, sting... it's probably not what ha- that. I'm gonna sting you instead of you stinging me. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. So with a sword called sting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, once that happens, Shelob, she out. Yeah, she out. Yeah, no She's... such anguish had Shelob ever known or dreamed of knowing in all her long world of wickedness. So yeah, I mean she yeah she's gone, bent bent her writhing limbs uh, beneath her and sprang backwards into a convulsive leap, uh, and just kind of creeps back into this hole, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you a question: Do you actually think that the elvish blade? I know it's called sting. Do you think it actually stings a little bit more? I wonder, man. Yeah, well, when there's isn't there something to those blades? You know, like the, oh the, for sure, yeah, they're right, f- yeah, forged in in gondolin, right? Right. And so I'm thinking that they have it, some sort of elven. There's something. It's not just a regular sword. No, I yeah. feel like a regular re- regular sword might have broke. I think if he would have had his blade, yeah, if he hadn't picked up Sting, yeah, yeah, he would have been in it trouble. It could have just, you know, just yeah, broken off, sure, bro- broken off, and then boom, she would have just bent or something, bent, or yeah, 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 and he, yeah, he would have gotten it for sure. Yeah, okay, it's a good point. I didn't think about that. So yeah, it was crucial <laughs> that he picked up Frodo's sword. Yeah, right. All right, so even uh, as Sam himself crouched looking at her, seeing his death in her eyes, a thought came to him as if some remote voice had spoken, and he fumbled in his breast with his left hand and found what he sought, cold and hard oh, and that's solid. that's right. He does this first pour. She creeps back in. Yeah. yeah. It gleamed to his touch um, in, a phantom of, uh, in a phantom world of horror, the file of Galadriel. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, he, he has that and, pull, and pulls it out and is able to kind of this is what he uses to drive um, Sheila back, mm-hmm. right? Yep, that's right. Yeah, and it's this is cool. You want to do this? So he does this this big um, charge that he what doesn't he sort of he kind of cries out, you know, Galadriel. He said faintly, yeah. and then he heard voices far off, but clear the crying of elves as they walked under the stars and the beloved shadows of the Shire and the music of the elves as they came through his sleep in the hall, of the fire in the house of Elrond. And doesn't this also kind of go back to Gildor too? I Elbereth Gathoniel. Yeah, right. Isn't that what he's kind of talking about? Yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's because that's what my mind went to uh, that when they when he talks about in the Shire and and they're in the borders and they they're walking through, yeah they're yeah, walking the through beginning. right sure. yeah yeah just yeah. crazy. But again again, um, 
you know, it talks about how his tongue was loosed and his voice cried in a language which he did not know. What is that, dude? What's up with that? What is that? Elboreth Gethoniel Omenel Palan Diriel La Nalan Si. I want to try that one. Dinurathos. Dinurathos. Atiro Nin Fanulius. That's what I'm talking about. Fanulius. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know my Elvish. I, I didn't learn my letters. I barely know my own <laughs> language. So. Uh, and with uh, that, he staggered to his feet and was Samwise the Hobbit, yeah. Hamfast's son again. Yeah. Now come, you filth, he cried. Man. Wow. Wow. So he's fired up, and uh, he's got that spirit about him. And he's. I actually think, too, even those words, even the elvish tongue yeah. being uttered there has its own power. Sure. Right? I sure. think that's sort of the whole point. Yep. So you've got the elvish blade doing its work. You've got um, Gladriel's file. You've got the... Um, our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The the the, the language that comes to him yeah, from man. you know, who knows where. This is the elves reaching through and, and yeah, aiding them in their quest. Like it's almost like I wonder if it's it's man. if it's subconscious too. It kinda you know, remember when he's asleep and he it talks about the, the hall oh, of fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there isn't something that's kinda coming through that he's picked up or they've laid a seed or they've laid a defense mechanism. And when he pretends to these, sleep with Gildor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And he's listening the whole time and, and learning and picking things up. So man, I don't know. That's a great thought. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. For sure, man. Absolutely. All right. So let's see here. Yeah, yeah. Come, come, you filth. You, you, you've hurt my master, you brute, and you'll pay for it. Yeah. We're going on, but we'll settle this. We'll settle with you first. Come on and taste it again. <laughs> wow. Love it, man. She's fired up. So she fell back, beating the air with her forelegs, her sight uh, blasted by inner lightings, her mind in agony. Then turning her maimed head away, she rolled aside and began to crawl, crawl, um, uh, begin to crawl claw by claw towards the opening and the dark cliff beyond man so she's she's out she's out man. you know she loves she's out <laughs> uh, so really cool it's just a cool little stand down for sam and i'm glad that he has this moment you know yeah. because i'm trying to think ahead like this is he has more moments sure but with sword in hand and going up against foe defending his master big time it's awesome big time so and it yeah no yeah i'm just thinking like it uh and i'm also thinking ahead like when he storms 
Kirathangul. Mm-hmm. You know, we hear we hear the um, the orcs talking a little bit that there's a mighty warrior about. Yeah, yeah. This was you know this this hobbit that we found isn't the one who scared Shelob away, right? Because they can see the uh, what, what she was like some sort of blackish blood. I'm guessing yeah. innards kind of yeah. And as they, she crawls back, and they're also like she wouldn't have left him here like this Mm-mm. either. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of cool how that. Like even that little reputation of like they're they're aware of a of a warrior and and they right. assume it's some you know elf or man and it's this this hobbit you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wild yeah so let me read a little bit of this too because this is where we were talking earlier you know Shelob was gone and whether she lay long in her lair nursing her malice and her misery and in slow years of darkness healed herself from within, rebuilding her clustered eyes, until with hunger, like death, she spun once more her dreadful snares in the glens of the ma- the mountains of shadow. This tale does not tell. <laughs> so all of those things could happen. Maybe yeah. they did, but we're not going to... We're not going to... It, it's, yeah. it's just a weird way to hint that that did happen. Yeah. But this tale... No, it does you know? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't doesn't tell. Know. So he's left alone, and he runs over. He rushes over, master, dear master. Uh, Frodo's not speaking back. Master, dear master, said Sam, and though and through a long silence, waited and listened in vain. Can you imagine? No, it's awful, man. He's he's. And again, this is like a through a silence. You know, again, we have this silence, time and time and time again, and this is by far the scariest silence we've had, right? We've had silences that were thoughtful. We've had silences that were happy. We've had silences that were uh, kind of like anticipating uh, either things that we, we had to do or didn't want to do um, or that were coming regardless. But this is one that it's just, it's not good, man. It's not good at all because this is, it's going to cause Sam to question everything. Yeah. Everything. And all these choices he has to make in such a short period of time with something he did not see coming. I think he honestly never, I, I don't think he ever planned for this. No, I don't think Sam no. ever planned for this circumstance. Been, he, he was going to die first. Yeah. And then his master would continue on because of his sacrifice and for he was him. Rationing foods and he's right. preparing. It for was, the return it was journey. never, it was never going to be, he was never going to have to deal with the scenario of Frodo laying unresponsive. And so it, it just, it like shakes him. Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't know what to do. He says, "Don't go where I can't follow." Love that line. Uh, wake up, wake up! It's three wake ups, by the way. Just yeah. To oh yeah. Point that out there. <laughs> three times. He's touching his brow. He's trying yeah. to see what he can do. Now, this next bit uh, is kind of a, a break here, and we talk about Galadriel's mirror a little bit and what mm-hmm. Sam saw. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting because we talked yes. about that, and what is it? That you see, do you see the past? Do you see the uh, present, the future? Yeah. And is it things that hypothetical? Is it that could will happen? actually be, yeah. or what? Are, what are you seeing? Because he misinterprets it. I mean, he well, actually, no. What 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 he does? It says that he sees him lying fast asleep under a great dark cliff. But so he's what he saw was true, right? But what he believes here in the moment is yeah. that he's dead. Yeah. And so that's that's. That's yeah, kind that's of the, kind of ironic too, because when he saw it in the mirror, he thought he was asleep. Now right. he's in the moment; he thinks he's dead. Uh-huh. And here, in a couple pages, he's going to realize that he was actually asleep. He saw more clearly through the mirror of Galadriel than he does. 
yeah, in the right moment, here, in the moment, yeah, yeah. which is crazy because does she, that speak to the power of Galadriel? It does, but it also or the mirror itself, or it also is, is crazy because there's that twist where she kind of says, "I don't really know what you're gonna say," yeah, right, and I don't really know what it may mean. How to interpret it for you? Yeah. So it's oh crazy. my gosh, that's Bonkers. nuts. So Tar- he, he starts to turn green a little bit too, doesn't he? What's that? Frodo yeah. does. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which is not good. Um, so what shall I do? What shall I do? That's the question, right? Did I come all this way with him for nothing? And he starts to kind of remember, um, I have something to do before the end. I must see it through, sir, if you understand. Some of those words are coming back to him at the beginning of the journey, things that he said he was going to do. But what can he do now? You know, like, is is he allowed to? He's thinking back to the council. He's thinking back to Gandalf and Elrond, the other members. What should I do? Am I allowed to to take up this? He doesn't want to. He literally wants to lay down here and just die mm-hmm. with his master. Mm-hmm. And it's just not... It's kind of like... I, I think of the idea like the world is worth saving because we have loved ones in it and yeah, we have absolutely. loved ones who will come again in it and who will be here and... and I don't know, like there's people in it that we care about and it's just tough because right here in the moment, he's so far away from everything that he knows and loves and the one person that he was with has, in his mind, died. So why continue fighting? Why save the world? What's not worth saving now? Right? Despair sets in. And and before that too, just that, uh, this is up before he has that uh, recollection of the mirror of Galadriel. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't know. I loved it because I, I've, I felt this way before, not to this extent, but you know, I, you, you know, this feeling that when the anger surged over him and he stabs at the air, mm-hmm. smites the stones and yeah. shouts challenges, just like this, this like release of, of anger. It's like when you, you go punch a punching bag, you know what I mean? Like there's, it doesn't really do anything, but you got it. You have to get that, I don't know that surge of emotions out, right? And then yeah, then it's just funny how it changed. You see it, his like his process of thinking too. Well, yeah, right down here. So where he says, you know, if if I am to go on, then I must take your sword by your leave, Mister Frodo. I'll put, um, but I'll put this one, you know, to lie by you. So his sword, right? Uh, as it yeah. as it uh, as it lay by uh, the old king in the in in the barrel. What a weird. Yeah, like what a weird kind of right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, he's, he's, he says you've got your beautiful mithril uh, coat from old Mister Bilbo and your star glass, Mister Frodo. So those are things that he's kind of saying. I need your permission. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saying this out loud. Um, I'm almost like a. I hope you'll understand. I'm sure that you will understand. Mm-hmm. And and he's starting to kind of come to terms with the idea that he needs these things to continue put himself in the best position. To, to finish the mission, right? Right. He says, do you understand, Mr. Frodo? I've got to go on. And it's because of what Frodo would, would want him to do. Man, dude. And that's I mean, hard. That's just, a, right? That's a yeah, hard decision. Yeah, he is in a dark. I feel, I feel like he's here for a while. I feel like place. this happens pretty quickly, but I could see him, as you said, when he was stamping around, you know, kind of with the sword hitting rocks or yeah. swinging it through the air, just enraged that could have taken some time yeah and i think it even says here at some point he you know how long how long how how much time had passed you know it's it okay possible to tell right you know he he it could have been minutes it could have been hours 
felt like days kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why that is. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right here. So um, he's trying to find the oh. strength to tear himself away. Yeah, but for how many minutes or hours the world had gone dragging on, he could not tell. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still in the same place. It's still his master lay beside him dead. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, so... Uh, what am I to do? Uh, then he cried, and and now he seemed plainly to know the answer. See it through, another lonely journey and the worst. What me alone? Go to the crack of doom and all? He quailed still, but the resolve grew. What me take the ring from him? The council gave it to him. So again, kind of coming to terms with 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 all of this, and he thinks back. The answer came at once, and the council gave him companions so that the errand should not fail and you are the last of all the companion of, of the company the errand must not fail mm-hmm. he's the last yeah yeah in his in his Jiminy. world imagine how the story would go what you like imagine at this point too as 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 a new re- someone who's reading through this yeah. right so i honestly can't really remember like two towers is the most foggy mm-hmm, to me mm-hmm. and and so this this bit here I don't remember exactly what I was feeling. I was probably rushing through reading. Yeah. Like, what, what, what? And had you seen you know? the movie already or no? No. Okay. I had not. Okay. Uh, no. And I was a very poor reader at the time. <laughs> no, I was reading these in the back of church. I mean, they were hard. They're like, they're hard read, you know? Yeah. But I was um, getting those accelerated reader points. Absolutely, okay. baby. Racking them up. One book. Done yeah. for the year. Seriously. Um, <laughs> but the part before he, before he, he has that clarity, this that line back there, man, he looked on the bright point of the sword. He thought of the pl- places behind where there was a black brink and an empty fall into nothingness. There was no escape that way. Uh, that was to do nothing, not even to grieve. That was not what he had set out to do. I took that I didn't as, catch that. Well, I, I, I actually I might, have been waiting for you to stop me when that point came up. See, and so, but that, I might be taking it the wrong way, but the way I see that, because it says right before that too, um, it would not be worthwhile to leave his master for that. Talking about getting revenge on Gollum. Um, it would not bring him back. Nothing would. They had better both be dead together. And that too would be a lonely journey. He looked on the bright point of the sword. He thought of the places behind where there was a black brink and an empty fall into nothingness. Dude, you're absolutely you're 100% I mean, right. He's, he's thinking about it, right? He's like, do I just fall on the sword right here, right now? That train of thought, is that's continuous. I mean, that yeah. is... Uh, yeah, and it's fleeting. It's only for a moment, and then he thinks about no. And dude, I have that. I have that circled. See it through. Mm-hmm. I think that might be my Lord of the Rings tattoo. See it through. Wow. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to think about where the most fitting place would be. Mm-hmm. But I mean, can't that? Can't you apply? Like I think, mm-hmm. I think that about like at times where we've been kind of overwhelmed, or we're like, yeah. holy cow, like, right? Gee, right. man, we're going three hours every week like uh-huh. and it's just see it through see it through yeah you don't have to know how you're going to get there you don't right. even have to always be try to be at your best but that might not always actually be your best just see it through yeah i mean i can at think, least there's still life there you know what i mean exactly exactly yeah exactly just keep keep going dude you're right keep swimming it, it's it's interesting that comes right after you as you said the idea of taking to end it to yeah. delay with his men just just to stop. Yeah. But there's always it's a chance. It's almost like a Romeo Juliet thing too, dude. Because imagine if he would have oh, killed man. himself. Well, mm-hmm. I guess they. I don't know. Frodo would have been found probably, and but well, if Frodo could have come to somehow, right? He could have. And Sam was dead beside him. God, that would have been. Can a, you that, imagine? That'd like, been awful. That'd been awful moment. Yeah. Yeah. 
Never thought about that. Yeah. But orcs probably would have found him before. I don't know. It's just crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. And also, dude, okay, so you did it perfectly because you were reading back mm-hmm. and forth his thoughts, you know. Um, I wish I wasn't the last. I wish old Gandalf, I'm sure, to go. But you haven't put yourself forward. You've been, ah, well, I must take my own mind. Uh, let me see now. It's like this conversation he's having with himself. Mm-hmm. Take it. Don't take it. Well, I shouldn't be able to, but I can. It reminds me of Gollum. Yeah. It's like the it's like the bright side of the Gollum Smeagol thing mm-hmm. where we, we heard him, you know, talk from one perspective and then to the other and back and forth. And you've got Sam. Not, it's not exactly the same thing. And I guess really any conversation in your own mind is kind of like this, but he's going back and forth between do I kill myself? Do I see it through? Do I take the ring? No, it's not my job. Well, but, you know, I'm the last of that company that was, so I have to take it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. this interesting, it's patterned in the same way that, that Gollum Smeagol had those conversations yes. with himself. But it's just really cool because we've talked about that before. Like Frodo is the, the ring bearer and you've got uh, Sam on the one side as, as the good companion and Gollum on the other. And it's like the, the angel and demon, like on a, mm-hmm. like who's going to win out, who's going to have influence and protect or steal. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that yeah. comparison yeah. a lot, actually. Uh, okay, so another thing that I think is interesting in his development of thought here is the idea that Frodo and Bilbo didn't put themselves forward. They were thrust into this, yeah, kind you of know. Like chosen almost. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of like, yeah, as he says here, um, but you haven't put yourself forward. You've been put forward. And as for not being the right person or the proper person, why Mr. Frodo wasn't, as you might say, nor Mr. Bilbo. They didn't mm-hmm. choose mm-hmm. themselves. I didn't catch that. That's, Isn't yeah. that cool? So that's his, he's starting to think, you know what? Hold on a second. This is, this, this is where I'm at. What did they do when, when the ring came to them and Just, it was their yeah. time to take it up? Decision or destiny. This is the choices. Right? Yeah. Yeah, the yes. choices. Of choices. Men, yeah, it's, yes, it is. It's tough. But it's he's thinking back through this, and it's it's just very interesting to see one of our heroes go back and forth and be in a dark place where he wants to end it, but then I know has to has to go on. And then I love how he says to um, talking about making up his mind. He's like, "But I'll sh- I'll be sure to go wrong. That'd be Sam Gamgee all over the place." And I wrote in the mar- the margin that that's like something Sarah would say. Mm-hmm. Sarah says that kind of stuff all the time, even though it's not true. And I think about who else has said that. Aragorn has said that. Gandalf mm-hmm. has said that. And even later on, I think right. he talks about, oh, you old fool, you took too long to decide. You wasted time. It's too late, I think, when the orcs are starting to come. Yeah. And again, yeah. Gandalf, Aragorn, like he's in good company. Those those people, I think, because they're so selfless and because they serve others, they always think that they've misused the time or they've failed. And it's always like, because they feel that burden so heavily, Right. I yeah. think those three characters might be more similar than any other characters sure. in this story is, is, is those three and their, their relationship to Frodo. Right. Um, man, it's just yeah. crazy, dude. Like, yeah. how, how did he, he, he did such a good job of weaving all these different elements and balancing them so well. Mm-hmm. I know. Fantastic. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay, so he's, he's deciding. He's coming to his decision and uh, just deciding what we need to do here, right? He yeah. hears, I think he's kind of, sort of gets a little 
um, escalated because of he he hearing the orcs, right? He heard a crack on the stone, a murmur um, of the water far off the mortal veil. And yeah, so he... He's starting to realize the cries of orcs as they came, there it is, out of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, the deafening roaring in his ears, the, cr- the, the crash of the feet, and um, the, the clanging of the armor. So there's that, right? So yeah. he's trying to, so he cowered, trying to creep away into some cranny and to hide. He listened. Yeah. What do you do? And his master's out there. He doesn't have time to kind of pull Frodo away and, no. and, and save him. And, he, and think about that. If he really did think he was dead, I, I think about this was with, with my loved ones. It's important that you have the body or that you you don't want to see your s- someone's body mutilated or, or, no. or desecrated in some way, whatever it may be. Yeah. So he's, con- he's trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. Like, I will come back after I complete the mission and I will, you know, honor you in this way and that way. So that's all weighing on him, and he's got to move out of here quickly. And he um, talks about that being his one wish of the lady. He like almost kind of requests that he did. of the Lady right. Gladriel. Like if he could ask her of one thing, it mm-hmm. would be that that she, you know somehow, some way, his body like he he is protected, and he can return there to take care of him. Right, yeah. right. Man. So let's get dark into the, stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get into the conversation here with these orcs because this is interesting. Uh, well, actually, hold on a second here. Ah, uh, here we go. Here we go. So he's listening, right? And he heard them both. Let's see. When does he put on the ring? I thought it was right here. Perhaps the ring gave understanding mm-hmm. of tongues or simply understanding, mm-hmm. especially of the servants. Oh, right before that. So he shrank against the cliff and um, they kind of, let's see. But they marched up like a phantom company, gray distorted figures in the midst, only dreams of fear with pale flames in their hands. And they passed by him. He cowered, trying to creep away into some cranny and to hide. Um, let's see. Both parties were now hurrying and shouting. He heard them both clearly, and he understood what they said. Perhaps the ring gave understanding of tongues or simply understanding, especially of the servants of Sauron, um, of Sauron, its maker, so that he gave heed. I think I missed it, but he he, he puts the ring on at some point. So yeah. we know that he does yeah. that to, to kind of hide. So this is where he's able to hear uh, the orcs. And so you have Gorbag, right? I'm guessing yep. I'm saying that right. Gor- yeah. Gorbag. I love their names. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing up here? What's my, can I get, can I do an orc? That's uh, not pretty good to me. I, uh, yeah. What are you doing up here? Right. Something like that. Keep going, bro. I'll <laughs> uh, be, no. uh, I'll, I <laughs> you know me, I'll turn it into a son. Gorbag. I'll be Shagrat. Had or, enough of the war already. Orders you lover. And what are you doing, Shagrat? Tired of lurking up here? Thinking of coming down to fight? Orders to you. I'm in command of this pass. So speak, speak, Shevel. What's your report? <sighs> Nothing. Hi, hi, hi. I don't know what that is. Uh, let's see. I love it, dude. There's an Ola in here, but I'm guessing it's Hola. I'm guessing it's Hello. <laughs> there you go. I have no idea. That's probably oh, no, what no Tolkien was intending. No idea what that means, dude. I also thought it was interesting too how uh, Sam describes putting the ring on, and he did not feel invisible at all, hmm. but horribly and uniquely visible, and he knew that somewhere an eye was searching for him. Good gravy! Isn't that crazy? So just like that. So you'd think you would put it on and feel safe. Mm-hmm. You actually put it on and feel more paranoid. Yeah, and he felt more vulnerable more, and yeah, exposed. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if that might be... Is that... you think that's proximity to 
Like that they're because he's pr- practically in Mordor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, probably. Okay. okay. Probably. Um, in the fact that what's going it's, on. It's one thing for I think the ring to to be out there and know that it's around and it's just a way. It's another thing for the master to know that it still survives and mm-hmm. is seeking it. Sure. And being more thought kind of bent on it in a way. Yeah. And, so I feel and, like that makes that connection. Yeah. Uh, is what makes it kind of seem different yeah. than when Bilbo wore it or when Frodo wore it. Yeah. Even the beginnings of, of Frodo wearing yeah. it. So I also love like his description of just the way it looked when he when he entered that world. Mm-hmm. We got a little bit of that I think on Weathertop, but it's been a long time since we've had kind of yeah. a description of what the world looks like when the, when you put the ring on. Mm-hmm. And it's from Sam's perspective perspective and not uh Frodo's or like the um you know Tolkien's as an author, which is mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Okay, so... That was fun doing those orc voices. <laughs> yeah. They come back in a little bit. Uh, how many are there, he thought? 30 or 40 uh, from the tower at least? A lot more than that from down below, I guess. And uh, how many can I kill before they get me? <laughs> so that's a good thought. He's, at least he's, he's, yep. he's ready to go. Still get that fire burning. Yeah, he's, he he's fierce. So uh, they'll see the flame of the sword as soon as I draw it, and, uh, and they'll get me sooner or later. <laughs> so... How Samwise fell in the high pass and... Oh, yeah, sorry. Let's see. I wonder if any songs will ever be mentioned, uh, will, will ever mention it. How Samwise fell in the high pass and made a wall of bodies <laughs> around his master. I love that. It's just cool that he's thinking about those yeah, things. It is, it is. To kind of pump himself up. Yeah. They'll sing a song. They'll write a tale. I'll, be a legend someday. Yeah. Here's oh, no, I'll of do. course not, because the ring's going to be found and there'll be no more songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All he right. is kind of like, dude. Th- he is kind of like, like Smeagol Gollum in that way, back and forth. Like a yeah, an extreme mm-hmm. like, uh, she's uh, what would you even call it? Like high hopes and then uh, super realistic. Like nap, no, we're done for. We're done for. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> balancing it, it himself choices. out there it's cho- the choices yeah, he's choices. he's really got to decide he, and he's he's considering uh what elrond would think galadriel mm. all these great different people and it's it's crazy at one point you know gandalf kind of talks about that um each of us have to decide mm. you know what to do with this time yeah that's this he's, he's presented with this situation in this yep. time yep. what's he gonna do now it's neat that he kind of says i can't be their ring bearer not without mr frodo and there's something in him telling him that he still needs to kind of, that Frodo's, something is keeping him there and wanting yeah, to kind of right. protect his master even though he believes he's dead. And he's just about to decide, I think, to get Frodo to kind of move him or whatever. And that's that's sort of when the orcs finally kind of bust out there and uh, mm-hmm. they come out onto the path, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, there they were again, a good way ahead still, a cluster of figures around something lying on the ground. A few seemed to be darting this way and that, bent like dogs on a trail. He tried to make um, a spurt. Come on, Sammy said. Um, you'll be too late again. He loosened the sword in his sheath. In a minute he would draw it, and then there was a wild clamor, hooting and laughing as if something lifted from the ground. Oh, boy. Could you, I mean, that's just, were they lifting up? Frodo? I think so. <laughs> Not Mr. Frodo. 
know. I was uh, about to, master. He was about to charge I know, him. Man. I know. He was. But in the end. Yeah. Right. Probably right. good he didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, they're worried about getting out of there quick because, mm-hmm. you know, Shelob doesn't want to. This is a good meal for her. Absolutely. And uh, they don't necessarily know. And they don't know what all went down here, no. as you said before. Yeah. The legend of this, uh, you know, phantom, you know, Sam's seeing phantoms. They're Warrior. seeing phantoms, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, yeah. So they after they taken his body, they were off. And, uh, you know. He he drew the sword, a flicker of blue in, in his wavering hand, but they did not see it. Even as he came panting up, the last of them vanished into the black hole. Does it mean they didn't see it because he's still wearing the ring, or is it? Did he take the ring off? Am, am I missing something? Oh, that's a that's a good question. I don't know. Um, like the sword, right? He drew the sword, a flicker of blue, his wavering hand, but they did not see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't know. Or were they just like so, like focused on getting this? getting Frodo back maybe. to the tower yeah. that maybe just in all the commotion, they didn't notice it. I don't know. That's a great question, dude. I just can't, this is, that's my fault guys. I can't remember when he took the ring off or when, when that um, takes place. So anyways, but yeah, cause, cause at one point too, they talk about the, the blade and it being the type of glow and it being, this might've been last chapter actually, but just the, the edges of it glowing yes. and stuff as they yeah. get further away and yeah. things. So it's kind of cool just to see what it, what a good indicator that sting. Well, and can you see is. the, like, so if he has, does have the ring on, can you see the sword? Would it just be floating in the, in that's the sky? That's what I'm saying. I think, I think anything, I, I don't, I think it's uh, concealed by the ring as well. That's what I thought too. I would imagine. Cause it's not like your clothes are visible. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like it, it gives you that, hmm. that whole protection. Yeah. Um, all right, so for a moment he stood gasping, clutching his breast. Then he drew his sleeve across his face, wiping away the grime and the sweat and the tears. Curse the filth, he said. Mm. And he sprang after them into the darkness. So <laughs> he is, is is still going to, um, he wants that, he wants his, whether he's dead or not, he, he doesn't want them to have Frodo's body. Yeah. Okay, because he could have just taken off. He could have said, oh, there's my distraction, there's my, they've got him, now I can go on with the quest. What is it that keeps yeah. him, Yeah. you know, fast, like, uh, fastened to his master it's that loyalty yeah it's that loyalty and like you said not wanting to see his because that was his one wish that he could come back and, and find Frodo and you know if he could complete the quest then respectfully put him to rest mm-hmm. but he's seeing this and it's so immediate after it happened that he's like I just gotta go I gotta go try and get him back right. it's like he's he's forgotten he even has to to continue the quest, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Since those orcs come, it's like, yep, nope. Got to go protect my master. Right, right. So now this is a neat little bit where mm-hmm. the orcs kind of go through the tunnels, tunnels and they yep. made their own, right? Yes, right. In spite of Shelob. Yep. And remember, we talked about it before last chapter how how she's it said that some of the the that the orcs would try to to tunnel underneath her tunnels to get through the mountains and get around her. You know, but that she would intercept those tunnels and then use those tunnels as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so now we get to see, and we get we end up going back to that that one that was blocked by the stone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and we realized that that was like an orc, like kind of false door that kept Shelob out, but you could climb up and and go through the hole and get by. Right. right. But they didn't know that at the time. Yep. So dark in there, and, and yeah, and actually, if you think about where. Um, Gollum took off too. He might have. Yeah, right. Yeah, he might have. So. All right, but yeah. So 
our orcs kind of have uh, th- they're debating the, the 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 two captains Shagrat and and Gorbag are, are kind of going back and forth, uh, deciding basically what 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 rumors have been heard and what mm-hmm. could be going on. Don't they at one point mention um, the little showdown that took place between the uh, uh, gosh the Witch King? Do they talk about that? The, like like early, I mean, oh, let me yeah, see. yeah yeah um, you the, I know that that happened, but I don't know if they did or not. The Nazgul? Do they? Oh do gosh, they, yeah. They well, they talk about how they're like his his favorites, right? They're Sauron's favorites. Mm-hmm. The 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 Nazgul are, and oh, here we go. Yeah, so, the sign the sign from Minas Morgul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Nazgul down below are, um, by your account, because um, one of them isn't Gorbag. Gorbag's been down in Minas Morgul. Mm-hmm. And Shagrat is Kirith, he's based in Kirithungul, mm-hmm. right? So they yeah, at the tower. Yeah, they kind of are stationed in different places. Is this where he talks about wanting to slip away and and make their own little pack, or is that later? That's yeah, coming up. Is that later? That's coming up though. Because it just it, the, the whole point of this this dialogue is to show like old that, times. Yeah, yeah. They're they're so in the in the same way that like the fellowship was bound by this. We're never going to leave each other. We have to die first. The, the, the sides of darkness are all out for themselves. Like we saw it with the way back with the Rahiram, mm-hmm. right? With the two, the two, the different orc packs and how none of them trusted each other. And you know, the, the Urukai were more loyal to Saruman than they were to Sauron. And they're just all divided. They were also divisive and like little sex within a larger group that, you know, you take you take one piece out, and they're all about they're all gonna fall because there there's no loyalty to each other. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that that is something that you're right. This that, that is exactly what these guys end up kind of talking about is they don't really know what's being searched for or why. Yeah. yeah. But if they find it, I mean, what could they do with it? Did, uh, did it almost kind of like humanize the orcs for you yes, too? It did. It de- uh, definitely did. Crap! What did he say? There's one point where. Uh, it talks about Gur, those Nazgul, those Nazgul. They call the them creeps. the top ones too. Sometimes, which is yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm like, I know I'm getting way out of order here. Dorian, but they talk it. about, um, you know, Lugbers wanting what they have. So, Minas Morgul. I'm not, not Minas Morgul. Barad-dur is Lugbors, you know, wanting this elvish, elvish thing, um, weapon or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, talking about the Nazgul giving the creeps. Um, and they skin the body off you as soon as you look, or <laughs> as soon as you look at them, and leave you all cold in the dark on the other side. But he likes them; they're his favorite nowadays. So it's no use grumbling. I tell you, it's no game serving down in the city. You should try being up here with Shelob for company. So they're they're both talking about like the areas they are. They're not. They're like disgruntled soldiers. Yep. They're not happy with where they are. They don't trust who they're working for. And yeah, that's where they talk about it. What do you say if we get a chance? You and me will slip off and set up somewhere on our own with a few trusty lads, somewhere where there's good loot, nice and handy, and no big bosses. Look, they're a bunch of pirates. Mm-hmm. Ah, said Shagrat, like old times. Yes, said Gorbag. But don't count on it. I'm not easy in my mind. As I say, the big bosses, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, man. It, it is. It, yeah. It, and and they're, they're kind of talking about um, what each of you know, the, the Nazgul are, are searching for something. They just don't, they're in the dark Yeah, and it's, it's still even kind of secret among the enemy. Yeah. Right. And this is where he says, um, 
talks about even the biggest bosses can make mistakes. Something nearly slipped, you say. I say something has slipped, and we've got to look out. Always the poor Oryx to slip, to put slip, slips right, and small thanks. So it almost kind of makes you feel bad for him in a way. Like, but don't forget, the enemies don't love us any more than they love him. And if they get top sides on them, we're done too. But see here, when were you ordered out? So just kind of like this idea that yeah, they're, they're, they're screwed a either way. Conversation. Yeah, they're just kind of back and forth talking about it, talking about their patrols, uh, messages that are sent out. They go on to talk about, um, as you said, how the Nazgul will make them feel uneasy. Spies mm-hmm. feared on the stairs, double vigilance, patrol to head uh, of stairs. I came at once. Bad business, said Gorbag. See, see here, our silent watchers were uneasy more than two days ago that I know. But my patrol wasn't ordered out for another day, nor any message sent to lug, uh, Lugbirds either. Owning to the great uh, signal going up and the high Nazgul yeah. going off to the war and all that. So Which they witnessed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the eye was busy elsewhere, I suppose. So they even kind of know about the eye and where it's, how it's being occupied and manipulated and the, by the events of... Yeah, at Minas Tirith uh, uh, yeah, and, the, mm-hmm. and the Battle of Pelennor. It's, so like, it's also kind of... Uh, a way that we're getting a glimpse of what's to come. And also Sam is kind of, Sam's got to be wondering like what's going out, like, you know, what's mm-hmm. happening out there? What battle is this? Like, are my friends or any of my friends still there? Mm-hmm. Man, it's mm-hmm. nuts, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where they even, uh, Gollum kind of comes back up and yeah. they talk about the sneak or sneak, right? Yeah. Who, who kind of worships her and, yeah, and, and seeing him kind of moving around. So that's like a spider himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's interesting. So they're they're supposed to be on high alert. They kind of jaw back and forth a little bit, but uh, yeah, nothing gets by Shelob when she's on the hunt. So you can see almost why why um, I forget which one is which on on the tower there up by Shelob, but would let their guard down because they yeah. have Shelob there. Almost also the same way that that Sauron says yeah. Shelob's there. Don't worry about that. I'm not yeah. too worried about that right. because. We'll be okay. It's my cat. No, my, cat, one, my no, cat's no guarding one the back door. Yeah, right, right. No one's gonna. What idiot would? <laughs> right. Two hobbits oh, from the hobbit shire. Boy, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, it says nothing gets by Sheila when she's on the hunt. Nothing say you. Didn't you use your eyes back there? I tell you, I'm not easy in my mind. Whatever came up the stairs did get by. Mm-hmm. And they talk about the little fellow got him, but uh, you know there was more than one. Uh, this is one, and it's so funny because they're talking about how it has to be some kind of large warrior, maybe even an an elven, an elven warrior, right? Mm-hmm. And Sam yeah. gets a kick out of that, like thinking that you know they, or knowing that they think that he's some big elvish warrior. Yeah, yeah, an elf yeah. most likely with an elf sword anyway, and an axe as well, maybe a large warrior on the loose. <laughs> Sam smiled grimly at this description of himself, like it's what Sam's always wanted. He's yeah. always loved Can the elves. Can you see him kind of smirking? Yeah, just, just like, like, yeah, boy, I've made it. You better watch out. I've made it. You better watch out. I'm an elf warrior now. <laughs> Sam Wise, the elven. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, so, so yeah, let's see. They kind of go back and forth. Still still talking. It's it's cool that he's kind of eavesdropping here uh, on them. Gorbag says, it's my guess you won't find much in that little fellow, he may have had nothing to do with the real mischief. So they're talking about Frodo and what to do when Frodo comes awake. Yeah. And that is what catches Sam's attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
right? Mm-hmm. How how stupid. He's like he's like he's like we'll see. Come on now, we've talked enough. Let's go and have a look at the prisoner, and uh, y- you know that's that that's the bit that. Let me see here. They uh, let's see. Shagrat says I have my orders, and it's more. Uh, then my belly is worth or yours to break them. Any trespassers found by the guard is to be held at the tower. Prisoner is to be stripped. Um, full description of every article, garment, weapon, letter, ring, ring, mm-hmm. ring. At the end there. Uh-huh. Like not first. Yep. That ring is just, just a little just in there. next to the trinket. So don't uh-huh. don't worry about it. Don't, don't you worry about try it. stealing any rings. Get them to, yeah. get them to lug burrs. Yep. And the prisoners be kept safe and intact under pain of death for every member of the guard. So pretty strict sort of things. If you catch these trespassers, so does that, I almost wonder, does Sauron, or do they know, or do they suspect that the mm. enemy might travel this far in with something of value? Or is it a spy? Because I mean, that's what they really sure. think at first, is that this yeah, is, is just a just, spy. Is that just like, yeah, like a blanket order for anyone anyone caught trespassing? Mm-hmm. This is this is what happened, this procedure of what happens. I love how uh, Gorbag is like, stripped, eh? What, teeth, nails, hair, and all? Mm-hmm. No, none of that. He's for Lugburs, I tell you. He's wanted safe and whole. Yeah, You'll find that difficult, laughed Lug- uh, Gorbag. Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I find that difficult. Why? Because they're gonna, they're always looking for good meats or what, you know? Yeah, he says nothing but carry on now. Uh, mm-hmm. What what they'll do at Barad-dur, can't even guess. He might as well. You know, he's as good as dead, is what he's saying. Mm-hmm, as good mm-hmm. as dead. He wish he would have been. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. Sam reeled, clutching at the stone. Yeah. Uh, you fool. He isn't dead. Yeah. And your heart knew it. Don't trust your head, Samwise. It's not <laughs> the best part of you. The trouble with you is that you never really had any hope. Uh, now what is to be done? So for the moment, nothing. But to prop himself up against an unmoving stone and listen. Listen to the vile orcs' voices. Isn't that like a saying, "Heart, uh, head over heart? Mm-hmm. That's an expression, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so yeah. funny how he's flipping, on, flipping it on its head here. Mm-hmm. Heart yeah. over head. You know, like he, he knew it. His strong suit isn't his head; it's his heart, mm-hmm. and that's he what kept him. That was that that uh, yeah, what kept, kept him kept there. him attached, right? So, yeah. all right, uh, Gorbak kind of says that. Uh, let's see, let's go back here a little bit. Um, New swear word for us: Garn, Garn. Yes. So, they're talking about Shelob again, right? She's got more than one prisoner. Is that right? When she's hunting, she just gives him a dab in the neck. Yes, and they go limp. Talking so, about that old the uh, Uthak. Yeah. The orc mm-hmm. that they found and... Yeah, we yeah. lost him for days and we found him in the corner hanging up. Paralyzed. She must have forgotten about yeah. him, but they didn't let him go. Yeah. Dude, like, they are <laughs> all out for just themselves. Like, that's yeah, the other thing, yeah. too, is... It, I love when you get these glimpses of... I don't know, because in, in like, overwhelming numbers, they're, like, they're, they seem impossible to beat. But you break them down to their individuals and they're a bunch of cowards. Just a bunch of cowards. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So... But and it's yeah. almost comical, isn't it? Like it's almost comical. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're ridiculous. It's crazy how much they have to kind of protect someone who is not of their own uh yeah. kind. Yeah. And they wouldn't stick their neck out for one of their own kind that right. they find in She Loves Lair. It's just messed up. Right. But they do because they're worried about, you know, their own skin. Yeah, sure. So so yeah. that's that. Sorry, the the voices begin to move away. Sam heard the sound of feet uh receding. He was recovering from his shock, and now a wild fury was on him. I got it all wrong, he cried. 
I knew I would. Uh, so you know he's 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 now even more just enraged and r- really. Um, may I be forgiven? Now I've got to get back to him somehow, somehow. So he draws his sword again, and uh, let's see. So this is where he, he basically has to kind of tries to keep up, and he can't at this point. Tries right? Tries to keep up. Yeah, they kind of get ahead of him, don't they? Mm-hmm. And and he's going to have to. The the good thing is is that he knows that they want to keep uh, Frodo safe and whole and yeah preserved. So if he thinks about that, he can kind of use the ring, sneak, plan this out. Not just you know, he's going to boldly just rush in there though. This is Sam, right? Right. right. So because the news that uh, his master's still alive had roused him to a last effort beyond thought of weariness, he could not see anything ahead. For this new past twisted and turned constantly, but he thought he was catching the two orcs. Their voices were growing nearer. Now they seemed quite close. Um, last little bit of conversation we have here between these guys, right? Um, yeah. They're, they're talking about what they're going. They're going to put them up at the top chamber. Yep. And Shagrat uh, calls them precious, which I think is an interesting yes. little play on the word there. Good catch. Yeah. Yeah, he's precious. I don't trust any of my lads, none of yours. Um, nor you either. Nor you either. <laughs> so, no one trusts anybody. No, on, no. on the oh yeah, on the forces of evil. He'll be safe up there. Well, perfect. Gosh. Will he? Said Sam. You're forgetting the great big elvish warrior that's loose. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Man. Oh, and I love this big ore here. I love this dude. And with that, he raced around the last corner, only to find that by some trick of the tunnel or of the hearing which the ring gave him, he had misjudged the distance. So oh, which one is it? Is it the tunnel or is it the hearing of the ring? It's the hearing of the ring. Yeah. I think so, don't you? Yeah. Now that I, now that I didn't actually... I don't know. I don't know. Like, Because I've always wondered what the ring's power, like other powers yeah. are. Yeah, what powers it can give yeah. to you. So, but it, 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 little, it, mis, it misguides him there. Like he thinks he's closer than he is. But he, he wanted up, to hear what they were saying. True, right? Yeah. But so he ends up kind of rushing to see if he can if he can catch up and they pass inside the gate right shut mm-hmm. the door and yeah yeah he's he's clang the gate was shut sam hurled himself against the bolted frozen or brazen plates and fell senseless actually, to the ground he actually yells yeah he's brandishing sting but but you know it's, he's drowned out His little voice drowned out in the tumult yeah great no, doors are slammed no one heeded him yeah, the gate was shut sam hurled himself against the bolted uh, brazen plates and fell senselessly to the ground. Frodo was alive but taken by the enemy. Frodo lives. At least for now. What do you do, Sam? Whew. Man, I don't know. You know, I think... I know he kept saying he was making the wrong choice over and over again. And I hear again, we know full context mm-hmm. what's going on. But yeah, he made the right choices, man. That's a chapter He made all the right choices. He did, he did, yeah. That is actually a chapter, though, as you go through... The, you could read that again 20 times. Yes. And as, as you go through the reread, it's the, that what you get from that is, is the, um, the emotions that he's feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make connections with it. But it's like once you already know that, he's, that Frodo lives, yeah. <laughs> then, then you're, you're sort of looking for, for other things. And so the neat parts yeah. in that were uh, Shelob and, and, and what's going to happen with her, yep. the idea that they would want to go on a side quest, the Nazgul, what they're mm-hmm. searching for, mm-hmm. getting sort of that information behind enemy lines. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Yep. It so, is like being back in with Merry and Pippin with the Urukai a little bit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? In a sense. Yeah. Just think of the stories they 
will tell each other too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. About being, you know, being taken by the Urukai. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I heard them talking too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sam would say and Jeez. talk about how stupid they were. <laughs> right. Man. So, so we're done with the two towers as. Is that it? We've gone through the fellowship of the ring. We have now completely me a handshake, brother. Yeah. That is amazing. We've now completed the two towers. It's crazy. Uh, books one, two, three, and four. It's or, crazy. And parts one and two. Completed. And we're into our third act. And it's like, it's crazy because, oh, man, I don't know what it was, but. We need the third the act. The second half of that <laughs> book really took it out of me. I know. And first book, I don't know. No, no, no problem. No problem at all. But this middle part has been tough. And hey, I'm also sitting here thinking like, the battle hasn't even really started yet. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of battle left, which is great. It is uh, great, and I'm I'm excited for because it was really cool how we had people join us uh, mm-hmm. over this past book. We had Bobby Ray, we had my mom, we had Kurt. Yeah, and I'm excited because we're gonna kick off Return of the King, Minas Tirith chapter mm-hmm. with Mike Charles himself. Wow! So that'll be a cool way to 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 punt, awesome. punt off, uh, you know, Return of the King. And then we are hoping so to have a, have more of that, yeah, in that final book. People joining us and reading along with us, and right. being right here in the living room. So yeah, so if we've talked room, to you, whatever. make sure you reach out to us. And, yes, and uh, uh, schedules kind of all over the place as we finish yeah. up the the school year. But we're we're gonna uh, have something pretty pretty steady for the summer. So yeah, be doing a lot of work on the old studio. Yeah, but yeah, it was fun. That is that's it's. I'm glad that we have that under our belt and it was it was nice to get through it was nice to go back and, and be exposed to that but boy it takes a lot out of you i just it does like emotionally I mean, the, and i'm just yeah. uh we, we have our hobbits in the right position so they're ready to go they're they're um wow i thought that was full <laughs> i literally and notice i didn't move at all my dream nah, sorry you're, you're, a bottle of water just spilled all over the table it's gonna happen equipment is sizzling it's gonna happen eventually so, you know but anyways i don't know yeah so looking forward to return so much and uh, yeah as i said we, we have our characters in the right position mm-hmm. and they're much closer so now we can go back and we can figure out what happened to everybody else mm-hmm. yep. so yep that's excited right. to figure out what what is going on that's right man and the ring is safe for now so that's also kind of some little peace of mind there yeah yeah um okay so let's go into let's uh get into the bywater post here yeah. uh we have uh something here from mitch pope mitch pope yeah so let's go back and forth i'll read the Good first lie. paragraph we'll kind of tag team it is that okay yeah absolutely okay uh hi guys and girls uh, loving the podcast i was a late starter but am very pleased to have finally caught up my dad read the hobbit to my sisters and me when we were young it was a family tradition that we read chapters allowed in the car on the way hmm. to family camping trips during our school uh, holidays. Wow. I was thrilled when my five, uh, when year five teacher told me there were books uh, that followed on from The Hobbit called The Lord of the Rings. I remember being angry that Bilbo wasn't the main focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 1998. I was 10 years old and thought, uh, who's this Frodo character? <laughs> Since this time, Lord of the Rings has been an annual reread. That's awesome. Uh, this reread has been the most enjoyable of all, and I have loved sharing it all, uh, sharing it with you all. We've discussed what the ring means or represents in our own lives. To me, in this reread, the ring has really represented negativity and how being negative or pessimistic consumes people and affects everyone around them. 
My three-year-old daughter, Emily, was diagnosed with level two autism at 18 months. Her regression at 14 months was absolutely heartbreaking. In the same... In the same month, my 15-year-old border collie died, and I lost a promotion at work. Man, wow. Uh, Jeez. The the combination really hit me hard and already having some problems with PTSD. I'm a police officer. Well, the next 12 months were very hard in our family, but Emily progressed wonderfully in therapy, and I really tried to focus on the many positives in our lives. That's beautiful, my friend. Mm -hmm. I feel Frodo is the most human or relatable character now. The ring is destroyed but you still bear the scars of the journey. Success is not achieved by the actions alone, but by the support of others. I'm going to read that line again. Uh Success is not achieved by his actions alone, but by the support of others. The fellowship physically breaks through the parties separating, but not in any other sense. Hmm. Jeez, man. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That is a lot. And that to focus on, yeah, the, the, positive versus the negative that's tough to do with with those um situations surrounding you so absolutely um one of the more recent positives that i uh, have to mention has been the joy of this book club uh, has brought me uh isn't it great to share your passion with others thank you for reigniting my love of the uh, readings as lane and sarah thank you for your incredible creation now a couple of things have stood out to me in this reread uh, uh in this reread that i never really noticed before. Firstly, the importance of Pippin in the early chapters of the Fellowship. The fact that Pippin speaks up and asks the elves, what about the Black Riders? Frodo and Sam know too much to mention the Riders to the elves as they are trying to be as secretive as possible. (laughs) Pippin's ignorance, if I can put it like that, sways the elves to shelter the hobbits. If not for Pippin, the wraiths may have taken the hobbits on the road almost instantly after their story began. Great point. Wow. Great yeah, point. That, that ignorance can, you know, yeah. Absolutely. That's cool. Uh, there's often talk throughout the book and your podcast of this other power at work. The power evil is a constant reminder and an obvious threat in almost every chapter. I think that's why Tom Bombadil's character hmm. is so important. We have good and evil characters, but we need Tom in the book as he is the only character who personifies that power or other forces at work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've mentioned on the Facebook group my theory that the Mirror of Galadriel may contain a Palantir. Yes, Mm -hmm. and I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I just don't understand why else Frodo couldn't touch the water and the comment about knowing he could reveal himself. There is also a comment in the first chapter of Return of the King that directly relates to this, but I'll wait until the right time to discuss. (laughs) I love it, man. Coming up soon. Love it, man. Yeah. Uh, The chapter reveals a very important uh, face about the rings or a fact about the rings and the way they can be used. This made me think um, if Gandalf used his ring to intimidate the race before Weathertop, they drew away from me for they felt the coming of my anger. That's right. Because they see him Uh in the distance. That's right. Yeah. And the lightning. And uh, also the way Gandalf talks about the one ring after he reveals himself as Gandalf the white to the three hunters in Fangorn. It's like he's considering whether or not it's worth chasing after Frodo and using the ring himself. Now that he is Saruman as he should have been, he immediately considers something that undid Saruman. The temptation of the ring strengthens due, strengthens due to his increased power. Wow. Yeah. Uh, sorry for the long email. Don't, yeah. don't apologize. Don't do that. Um, I hope I haven't... Uh, I was hoping uh, you'd write more. 
dribbled on too much. I need more. Yeah. Thanks again for your hard work and dedication, please. Um, if ever, you know. Land um, down under. Land down under. He's wow. an Australian. Our friend Mitch wow, is Mitch Australian. Pope. Wow. Yep. That's awesome. That is so cool. That's so cool. So I love this. We're still catching up on, uh, <laughs> we're still catching up on, on Bywater posts. So uh, we got a nice little Merry Christmas there too. So. Mitch is our upper who um, <laughs> was in Hobbiton right after Charlotte was born. Mm-hmm. And uh, that uh, he was the one who had that moving toast. You know, he's, he's there. I mean, man, like, you know what? Jeez. Ah, I know. What a thoughtful human being. Yep. And that is uh, a trait shared amongst all of our uppers. I mean, if I'm in, I'm not that thoughtful. I'm not. I'm not. He's yeah. in a place that he's probably wanted to go and visit his whole life. He may have been before. I don't know. But regardless, you could go five special, times and it would win. still be incredible. Mm-hmm. And he's got the selflessness to sit there and go, hey, you know what? Wow. Lady Charlotte was just born. Yeah. Let's let's raise our glasses and toast her. Like, what an amazing... Like, I'm not kidding, Mitch. I will tell her someday when... And, and several times. And even before she can understand. I've already told her, actually. I've told mm-hmm. her. There you go. Spoiler alert. But, yeah. <laughs> like, as she's able to understand it, I will continue to tell her that there was a day, uh, you know, shortly after she was born that, um, you know... Uh, a toast was raised. Yeah. A, a brother across the world that I've never met before. Uh-huh. We don't... We have never met, but are friends with. Yeah. Raised his glass to to honor her. And, uh, man, I just tell you what. I, I don't know. Uh you know, you're, through your through your actions and through your through your words, man, you are uh, one heck of a human being. Yeah, and we're honored to have you as part of our community. And um, love the positivity. Yeah, yes, you know, and and your your daughter and your family are are lucky to have you. And uh, yeah, just just continue continue with that positivity, brother. Know you will, and um, you're a strength to all of us. So we appreciate you. And um, yeah, wow. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. All right. right. Time for some strawberries with cream. It's all about choices, man. I don't even know what that accent was. What have been some of the most infuriating decisions you've had to make lately? Really? Yeah, I just, I'm stuck on that image of him like swinging the sword at the rocks and, ah! Right, right, right. Just going ape, ape crap. So what have what decisions have you been so agonized over that you just scream and yell hmm. and and throw your sword up at the sky and smite the rocks and okay. talk well, to yourself? I mean, here recently. Was it coming down here tonight? <laughs> <laughs> close, close, no. Uh, no, it was just the other day, you know, because I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm done with the pop and I've been doing, you oh, know. Dang. Water yep, yep. and milk, so mm-hmm. like uh, skim milk, one percent milk. So fun, doesn't it? I let the one percent milk go because I I, I drink one percent because it's like, man, I can't get anybody in my family to drink skim milk. So it's like at least they're willing to do one percent. We'll compromise. Yeah, we'll compromise. That's fine. So I was sitting there, and, and I, it's it's baby steps, and you know, Lane and I talked about how we want to do that, and I'm yeah, baby. proud of myself. I'm I'm like really ready to go. Two weeks strong. Yeah, and. So I was making, here's the big decision, was basically, do I fry that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or do I just eat it regular? <laughs> you ever had a fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich? No, but I want one now. Dude, I will make, I will make you one you right after this. Me? Dude, this is the most delicious thing ever with a glass of milk. It is unbelievable. I don't know how many peanut butter on that. And there's a special way you have to make it, too. 
Like, why? So that it doesn't leak out or something? No, it's hard. You, you can't just like put it in your. There's a way you got to build it on the skillet. You got to build it on the skillet. <sighs> I'm telling you, sounds so good. Get the crunchy peanut butter too. It's tough. It's mm, tough. What kind of jelly? Grape. I go grape. Yeah, yeah you got to go grape. I go grape. I mean, I would do. Have you ever had a cherry jelly? Cherry jelly? I mm, can't say as I have. I, strawberry. Love strawberry. Yeah, jelly. I know cherry is kind of rare, but it's cherry out there. Jelly. Cherry jelly. Check that out. Yeah, it's rare, but it's, Dude, it's you a could thing. mix jellies. Yeah, you could peanut butter, grape, mixed and cherry. Berry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, all right, all right. Yeah. So, right, right. well, it's a little bit too much for me. So, why did you? Go nuts. Oh, it was just deciding fry it or not. I walked around for a while. Dad does it. You all right? I don't know whether to fry this or What did you end up doing? I fried it. Obviously. Because I didn't want to because you got to put some butter on it. So you fell on your sword. It's not not as a healthy choice. And actually, peanut butter jelly is not that. I mean, I was just like, I wanted a solid, you know, Got some protein in there with the the peanut butter. I really, I was coming home. I was closing my little eating window after school. I'd get my workout in. I was like, PB&J. Nothing wrong with that. Burger. And then I was looking, and I was like, "Man, that'd be nice fried." You could have had a burger, and that would have been worse. You know what I mean? Like you could have. I, I keep you, saying fried. Why do I keep saying fried? I don't know because I'm thinking like deep fried. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. That would, be, that would be amazing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A deep, I want to make that now. A deep fried peanut butter Gosh, and jelly. Dang it! I've started something I didn't mean to. <sighs> I'm, I'm sorry. A, I'm now you set me on a path. <laughs> Lane's like envisioning me with this with this vat of of, of oil just, just dropping. Oh my oh god, man, it tastes so good. Dang, dude, that's pretty messed up. Oh, no, it's just grilled. Uh, it's, it's, like, it's like grilled cheese, except for you know, you just yeah. So uh, mine's probably been kind of something similar. Um, I haven't really. I, I've like slipped back into working out, and it's I have had no problem. Like I missed uh, f- tonight, mm-hmm. so I'll just do it tomorrow. But yeah. You know, you're supposed to do it in consecutive days, but I haven't had any like, ah, I don't want to do it. I've I felt like it's something that I look forward to and actually yeah. enjoy doing. I don't know why. That's good because usually I don't. What have I been infuriated over? Hmm. Man, I don't know. Oh, geez. you're okay. just a piece. You're a piece. I like. It. I am a lot. I am pretty much. But uh, it was my duty today that I talked about. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Talked about on further up. Uh, I'm doing my my after school duty, which is car pickup, and I wave cars. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, you have days where it's like, and why am I even out here? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Why am I out here? Anybody seeing me? Anybody uh-huh. paying attention? Uh-huh. Like, I, I could be waving the whole time, and it wouldn't make any difference because no one, they're just doing their own thing anyway. <laughs> but there were three instances, and I hate this. When, when I shouldn't say hate, but it, it, it annoys me. When, like, the, the, all the cars are supposed to move up, and then they stop, and then kids come out and get in. Well... I was waving. A car stopped on its own volition, and a teacher walked a kid out to that car, and there was all this space in the front of the line. Mm. So disrupted the flow. Moving again. All right. Yep. People come by. They do the same thing. It happened twice. I looked at my watch. It was about five minutes until my duty was over, and I was like, whatever. Forget it. I'm going inside. And there have been many days where I've done my my after school duty like 20 minutes longer than I needed to. So I kind of justified it that way. But I mean, I was like, I was probably, I didn't want to talk to anybody. Didn't want to see anybody. Cause I was afraid I was just going to kind of yeah go off a little bit, but yeah, that, that'd be one. That would so be one. I, here's what I think about doing is I'm probably going to one day after school and then I'm doing this for the uppers. Because I know you guys Come were thinking, film my duty. I know you guys were thinking what I was thinking. We need more gifts. 
We need more oh memes. Oh, my gosh, dude. I would take a picture of Lane during duty, and we'll try to catch him with different expressions. Can you imagine? And you tell me what you think's going Can on. Can you imagine? In that head of his. Dude, sometimes I have to wear sunglasses because I, I will roll my eyes. On on bad days. Most days are fine, and I like saying hi to the parents, and it's cool. They're a bunch of friendly people. But some days it's I'm just like, waiting for Phil to like, you know, I'll, I'll send him this little video, and it's just the spot of the cab just says, why am I here? And it's just laying out there with his with his hands. He's in the middle of traffic. I, I ask myself out. so much. I'm like, why? Why am I here? <laughs> like, just get a. Green what would be light. even better is 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 if I get a picture or a video and it's just like, no one is. Fo- it's just a, it's just a cluster, <laughs> and like Lane's not doing his job, and there's just people everywhere, and it's like people pulled up on the curb. It's just a mess out there. It's just the worst. And an after school duty just stinks because everyone else is leaving, and they don't stay as long as they should. They leave early every day. All my colleagues, and they just go out, and it's like, yeah, I'm here still. I'm gonna wait. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. It's all good. It's all fine. Sure. Oh my goodness, friends. Well, you know, here we are uh, at the end of another two hour plus. Man, we're back to the old the old length, aren't we? We are. For now, it's good. For now, it's really good. And it's, you know it's weird because we've recorded some stuff uh, before we recorded this last chapter. Man, I tell so you what. Whew. We've already been recording how many hours straight? Two and a half. Six? I mean, we've been sitting here at this table for like six, six hours. hours. If not more. If not more. That's got to be one of the wonders of the world, right? I mean, it's that is something. just... It's that's something. a full-time job. It really... I mean, if we did it every day. So it's a part-time job. Yeah, but like... Yeah, uh, yeah it's a part-time job. Lengthwise, I mean, lengthwise. lengthwise. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, you were doing that. You got the dock ready for us, and, and we've got some... Doc was ready to go. You know, good... Uh, just I don't know everybody like your Facebook group's awesome, still positive. Everyone's just just really cool, chill. We've got a welcoming committee, as you said earlier. Yeah, uh, working on a website newsletter. Jen's killing it. Thanks, Jen, yeah, for yeah. for that. You guys are wonderful, and uh, you know, so I don't know. We love you guys. Oh my just, gosh, it's just wonderful. What? Yeah, what? Well, we'll have to read it next time. What's up? What's up? No, hold on. We got time. We'll, we'll, just wait. What do we got? Yeah, this is this is on the fly. You know, we've got uh, Lane pulling something out of here. This is, this is literally a, uh, I, don't, I don't know what this is. All right, well. This is improv. Choices, my friend. Choices. This might go three hours, but that's okay. Are you kidding me? I was thinking about what we needed to thank people for, and we, we there's a couple things we received in the mail. I was looking at the address there. Uh, the Shire P.O. Box 96, Amanda, Ohio, 43102. Philip Willis. Uh, very kindly sent us the first Redwall book. Yes, for me to read, yeah. me and Sarah to read to Winnie and Charlotte. So that was incredibly thoughtful. Looking forward to that. Very excited. So thank you, Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, incredibly kind gesture. But there was a, an envelope we received with no return address. Wow, and no origin stamp. Okay, and in it, a letter for me, uh-huh. and a letter for you. What? How about here? How about you read mine and I read yours? How about that? Is that weird? I'll read. You read. I've already read it. So you read mine to me. I don't know who sent these. Okay. Read it to me. Okay. Uh, This parchment is, this is amazing actually, by the way. I know, right? I know. Uh, Greetings, Sir Lane Smith from the halls of Ministereth. Word has spread across the lands about your good deeds and love for your king. I am honored to have your allegiance in this still dangerous world. 
I am also told you are in command of something called a podcast, a sort of voice recording device for others to listen to who are from all realms of Arda. This is a fine and noble deed, my friend. And because of this, I have a mighty gift for you. Read it, bro. Wow. Um, Aragorn, son of Arathorn, uh, King of Gondor, hereby declare Sir Lane Smith as guard of the Citadel for the capital city of Gondor, Minas Tirith. Wow. Uh, you will be assigned under one of... Is this real? Is this real? You will be assigned yes. under one of my finest generals and rangers, Faramir, for uh, your necessary training. Not to fear. I trust this man with my life, and he will take exceptional care of you. Once your training has been completed, you will then be considered a ranger as well. You will then be assigned to me personally as my personal bodyguard and, more importantly, my companion. I will be leaving for one final hunting trip um, for a fortnight. I look forward to you joining me on this hunt. Your new brother, Captain and King, King Elisar, King of Gondor. What in the world? I didn't even... So, guys, here this is you're getting the genuine reaction. I know you're probably like, oh, this is staged... It's not. I literally just... And you don't sound that way. I don't know why I did that. Sorry. But um, that was my mind. But this is... Like, Ezra didn't know that this was... I didn't. Never I purposely did not message him this because <laughs> I wanted to do this like this. Okay, so here's yours. This was a okay. letter in the same envelope. I mean, look at it. I'm not making it up. Look at it. Greetings, my dear Ezra, from the lands beyond Middle-earth. Are you ready? Yeah. I bring greetings from the undying lands as a mutual friend has brought me great tidings for a wizard at, as old as I, which I like to point out, I am still far from the oldest being, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Our friend told me, you are also in command of something called a podcast, a sort of voice recording device for others to listen to who stretch across all the realms of Arda. This is a fine and noble deed, my friend, and because of this, I would like to extend a formal invitation to you and you alone. I, Gandalf the White, Maiar of Iluvatar, Holy smokes. hereby formally invite and grant Sir Ezra Kirk full access to the undying lands west of Middle-earth. Wow. Been granted passage, my friend. I'm, guys, I'm in. <laughs> I look forward to finally meeting you, my dear friend. Although you are so highly spoken of, I already feel like I know you. When you are ready... I will have a boat meet you at the day and time of your choosing to bring you from the gray havens. You may stay for as long as you like and come and go as you please. Your friend, Gandalf, the lesser flannel wizard. Dude, dude, what? That's a golden ticket, bro. I'm in, guys. <laughs> I've always wanted... That is unbelievable. Who do you think did this? We'll have, talk about it. Later. I have we'll no it clue. We got to wrap up, but I have no clue. I was blown away by that. I don't know who who took the time to. I mean, the paper alone is gorgeous. It's real. It's real. It, so it might be, I guess, Gandalf and, it. and LSR. I actually smell a little bit of tobacco. Get out smell, of here. Smell that. Holy cow! Don't forget the sniffing. Now that smells like tobacco. Yours here, does. Here's my favorite. Listen to this. Yeah, parchment. Oh come on. So if you're responsible for this, Here. 
this is like really this is too much. I mean, this is getting a little too real, guys. Just, uh, a, I'm, sniffing the the, I'm sniffing the envelope. I'm just, not joking. Just a little too real. Wow, that's awesome. That is so cool. That's amazing. But that's something we're we're gonna frame and put up in the uh, in, the, in studio. the studio. Absolutely. And I want to frame. I mean, I'm gonna keep this envelope. Look at the markings. I know, man. I know. It's real. Okay. Wow. Well, that was unexpected. That on, was very unexpected. On, on that note, we're gonna. They'll probably keep us up for another hour talking about that. Weekly yeah. well wishes. Formerly Fortnite farewells. Uh, oh yeah. I guess we should say we'll we'll have a couple special episodes coming up here. Um, yeah. One on the love of a language from Tolkien that we'll sit down and we talked about. We're going to be uh, speaking with uh, our buddy Jimmy Nichols about uh, linguistics in Middle Earth mm-hmm. and with the the languages that he created. And then we're also going to have kind of a, a bridge episode or two where we uh, we do the uh, Pippin's Palantir. So your uh, experiences over this past book and um, uh, just kind of the the book to film comparison, that kind of thing. And then yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. get into Return of the King. Um, we want to thank you for making some difficult decisions with us. Next time we'll be entering book five and the beginning of act three, the return of the king and chapter one, Minas Tirith. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. We'll see you in a fortnight, and remember, Frodo lives. I'm not messing with you right now. Yeah. Does but like I smell, that. smell the tobacco. You smell the tobacco yeah, on that. Yeah, smell that. And so that's pee. that's Gandalf, right? G- only Gandalf would have old Toby. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's true. If Gandalf wrote this and it smells like Gandalf, that's crazy, dude. That is crazy. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.